0: the place clears out, why don't you be going the back and handle it personally? Hey, call the police. These
1: people, they're all vampires. They eat
0: shit and bark at the that doesn't make them bad people. Listen, Edge is dead.
2: Again? Excuse me. Vampires.
0: You don't think you're going to get away with this, do you? Oh, of course. You know how many people disappear off the face of the earth every year?
3: Not thousands,
0: tens of thousands. You're a statistic, kid. Why us? Why don't you pick on us? It's a mistake, okay? It was a little error there, a little communication error. I'm sorry. We'll be missed. They're gonna come looking for us. Who will? <laughs> Who'd you tell that you were coming here? Nobody tells anybody when they come to a
4: joint like this. Quite a rocket, huh?
0: You see, I run an essential service here. waste disposal.
3: Be afraid. Be very afraid. For not sake, what happened to our You're
5: right, Mr. Farris. People really should learn to keep their hands to themselves. Here's yours.
2: It's all because of me that we're here now. Hungry and cold. ...and hunted.
4: Killer clowns from outer space.
0: Holy shit. The doctor is in.
3: I'M GONNA GET YOU FUCKERS!
0: I love you, Keith. But all I can see right now is
3: food.
1: What's going on, son?
5: What's coming off? Your face, clean off. I'm
3: going to light up your whole body, again.
1: <laughs> Hello again, and welcome back to Halloween Horathon 2 Dead by Pod, our annual October event right here on the Film Effect Podcast, the weekly show that gives you the deepest of dives on a different film each episode in an effort to give it what we like to call the full film effect treatment. I'm Ed,
2: I'm Aaron, I'm Kevin, and I'm Corey.
1: and this is VAMP. Did you ever have one of those nights?
2: Hey, where are we going? Ah, Doesn't matter, what counts is that you're my buddy. (laughs) My
1: day didn't start off too well.
0: We be looking for ya. Are we jumpy tonight? And then,
1: it got worse.
0: We're here. And then, Gentlemen, I give you Katrina. You're just what I'm looking for. Why'd you pick on us? It was a mistake. It was a little error there, a little communication error. I'm sorry. Uh Let's just get out of here. This is not really happening. <laughs> Hello, baby. God, you look
3: awful. What happened
0: to you? I was nearly hung.
1: I got into a fight with a psychotic albino. I ate a cockroach, my best friend disappeared, and then I'm nearly assassinated by a runaway elevator.
0: Anyone can have an off night?
4: This is fantastic!
0: VAMP, a comedy with bite. And of course, Grace Jones. In Vamp, two
1: fraternity pledges travel to a sleazy bar in search of a stripper for their college friends, unaware it is occupied by vampires. Sounds familiar. So Vamp, here we are. Uh, funny enough, I just found out before we hit record that I'm the only person who has seen this movie. So, Kevin, Aaron, Corey, you're all new to this movie. What are your uh, initial impressions? Me? Sure, we'll it go with Aaron first. What'd you think? It is a
2: piece of crap.
1: <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't send you running from the room in tears, but that, that is my own, uh, opinion.
5: Makes a better episode. This is going to be a
1: great episode. I can't fucking wait.
5: Well, I, mm. And you love this
4: movie, don't you, Ed? It's I one do. of your favorites.
1: I'm a sucker for this movie. I, I like it. I like a lot of things about this movie. Coy, what would you think? I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts.
5: I am in the middle of the road. I don't think it's a piece of crap, but I also don't <laughs> think it's a classic. I think it's okay, <laughs> which we'll get into, obviously. But it, it, it's fine, right? I liked it. it. It was enjoyable. I liked it. It looked good on the arrow copy you gave me, so I appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, it was just fine. I you know Obviously, we'll break it all down, but... Yeah, I'm in the middle. I don't think it's a classic, but I don't think it's bad. Either.
4: I think my problem is I had kind of high-ish expectations. I knew it was supposed to be kind of a comedy. Right. And you go through the cast, Find Chris Makepeace, <laughs> Chris Makepeace from right. My Bodyguard. Exactly. Grace Jones, you got Long Duck Dong from 16 Candles. Yes. I'm like, How can this not be a hit? Right? Oh, yeah. And yeah. And, and,
1: and, and Robert Rossler. I mean...
4: uh, Absolutely. Sandy Baron?
1: Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a sucker for this movie. Sue me. Um, Well, this is going to be an awkward first time viewing. Um, It's it's just that...
0: You see, this is actually uh, my my first time. No, no, no. It's my
1: first time uh, since my first time. So,
0: technically, that's my second time. And... I don't. I don't. I don't want to suck at
1: it. So if I'm not up to. So for me, uh, I, I, I caught this way back when Nightmare Theater. Um, uh, for for you two, Kevin and Aaron, Nightmare Theater was a local, like a Saturday afternoon two o'clock slot, like two hour block of horror movies that they always used to play here in Baltimore on Saturdays at two. It was called Nightmare Theater on Channel 54. And this was just one of those movies. A lot of the horror films that we, we cover, I typically say I watched it, I caught it for my first time on said program. So this was like that. And then it was one of them films that just kind of came and went. And then I revisited it about 20 years ago. A buddy of mine, Dan, him and I were really big into horror. And used to always go hang out in his man. place. Dan the man, that's right. Hang out in his basement and fucking just watch. the, the every, every, My first time seeing... Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two, Garbage Day, like that. My, my first time was with him. <laughs> classic, classic vinyl. moments. Garbage Day, Garbage Day, exactly. <laughs> and then again, say it right, Garbage Day. <laughs> that's right. And then again, came and went. And then a couple years ago, during the pandemic, I was buying a couple. Uh, the Arrow Video had a sale, and I saw that Vamp was one of the films, and I'm like, oh, Vamp. Yeah, we will see see how that holds up. And um yeah. I've I've watched that Blu-ray quite a bit since then. So this time it stuck. So so that was my first time. Um everyone else, obviously, <laughs> this, this for this viewing, this was all your first times.
2: Yeah, so before we I talk, watched this Saturday having my breakfast. Ooh. Okay.
4: As it was meant to be
2: seen, I guess.
3: Right.
1: Yes. Yes. Of course.
2: I think a Bloody Mary should have been involved, as sadly (laughs) was lacking.
1: (laughs) Oh man! And then, um, all right. Well, then, before we talk about the film, let's do our live top five.
0: Rob, it's your turn. Okay, I'm feeling kind of basic today. Top five side ones,
4: track ones. Janie Jones, Clash from the Clash.
0: Let's get it on, Marvin Gaye from "Let's Get It On." Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit off of Nevermind. Oh, no, Rob, that's not obvious enough. Not at all. How about uh, Point of No Return on Point of No
5: Return? Lewis, so you can uh, get up... <laughs> a,
0: shut up, <laughs> shut up. White Light, White Heat, Velvet Underground. Okay, that would be on my list. Though not and on mine.
1: Massive Attack, No Protection. The song is Radiation oh. Ruling All right, uh, we always do this round robin from five to one, taking turns. I usually kick it off. Um, I have an honorable mention. And that is Life Force. Now, some people consider it a vampire film. I'm, I'm in that class. Then there's others who are just, no, it's more of a sci-fi movie. There's nothing wrong with both. And that's how I feel about Life Force, Toby Hooper. Um, I just revisited the film a few weeks ago because Screen Factory put out the 4K transfer, and I picked that up and watched it. And uh, yeah, it still holds up. It's it's not his best. It's not the best, but uh, it's enough for me to warrant mention. My number five, though, is The Hunger, uh, from Tony Scott. Now, it's another movie that gets a lot of that's uh, not uh, it's, people are unkind towards it. Let's put it that way. Um, and I get their problems with the film. Yes, it, it it does harp tend to be slow in moments, but overall. I mean, it's David Bowie and Vampires. Can't go wrong. Directed by Tony Scott. Thank you. The Hunger is a really good fucking movie. So that's my number five. Uh, We'll go to Aaron.
2: My number five is Fright
1: Night. Nice. I have a feeling that it's going to be the same movie, it's just mixed around.
2: I only like two of the movies on my top five list. But when I googled 80s vampire films, there apparently were only five movies that I'd seen.
4: It's Slim Pickens.
2: It's Slim Pickens. So let's let's just be clear. I only really like the first, uh, the top two on my list. (laughs) (laughs) Your soul is black and dead. Kevin loves Bright Night.
3: Uh,
4: Absolutely.
3: All right. All right,
1: Kev, you're up.
4: Um, my number five is The Hunger as well. Nice. Um, it's it, it's by no means my favorite. Obviously, it's number five. Right, right, right. But there's one scene that I love at the end of Hunger. Spoiler alert: when oh. Catherine Deneuve throws old David Bowie's corpse in <laughs> yes. like yes. in the trunk. It's like, <laughs> Come on, please le- le- leave the trunk open. Is all right. I'm saying. You know, it's all out but... with the trash.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's great. <laughs> All uh, right, Corey. Uh, I guess
5: it's like a clean sweep for the guys. My number five is also The Hunger. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I just that movie's odd, but I just love it. I I don't know. I, it it's enjoyable I, for the reason you guys said. I love uh David Bowie, Susan Sarandon. I mean, how do you not like that movie? I enjoy it. So I I know it gets a lot of flack, but yeah, Hunger easily number five.
1: And and Clifton Young, who we just talked about the other night, when our Doctor Giggles episode.
5: That's right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, all right. Uh, number 4 then, Lost Boys. I I'm, I'm not over the moon for this film the way a lot of people are. Um it's good. Um I'm, in fact, I'm sitting here waiting for my Zavi copy of it to come in for uh, the the my 4K deluxe edition. That in Poltergeist, So I can check it out. But uh cuz it just came God Goddamn the 4K. K. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> but um anyway, you're just jealous, Corey, because you still got 1080p. The uh, Lost Boys, you know, it's like I said, it's it's it, uh, it's fine, you know. Um, hell, I, I could have even put the Hunger over this film, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, Lost Boys oh. number four. Aaron, mm, sorry.
2: Waxwork.
1: Yes, thank you. I was even gonna say you can. I would have even settled for waxwork in this category for
2: it's all right that
1: segment if
4: if wax work is on the table (laughs) (laughs) oh
3: really okay
1: now we're talking
2: (laughs) I love wax work Uh, it's all right
1: yeah uh, that's all I gotta
2: say about it remember I only like the first two
1: (laughs) that's right All right, Kev
4: Okay, uh, let me let me do a quick uh, <laughs> here. Uh, ain't no lie, ain't no lie. Um, I am going to go. Let's say Lost Boys. Let's say Lost Boys. I I enjoy Lost Boys more than than you appear to. Um, it is definitely kind of. <laughs> it's got it's got a lot of kefir. Yeah, got a lot of kefir and a lot of the Coreys. Uh, a lot of leather. It's, have been more kefir. <laughs> and and you know Jamie Gertz. Can't go wrong with Jamie Gertz, 80s style. Uh, Not scary, which usually knocks you down a few rungs on the ladder. But I think it's good late 80s nostalgic fun. I agree. All
1: right, Corey.
5: My number four is probably the cageyest cage film, but that's uh, Vampire's Kiss. Uh, Definitely (laughs) one I had to put on there. Uh, I mean, pretty much all like the cage meme clips and everything comes from that movie. Yes. Uh, just a hoot to watch. Like, I just, I I just laugh every time. It's just hilarious. I'm a huge Nick Cage fan. So just the fact that, uh, you can just see him go crazy for those two hours. Just the way he looks like not even just the (laughs) line, just the way he looks throughout the whole movie. That meme I in my head right right now. I'm so excited for that, uh, what's it called Renfeld movie that's coming out soon. I think that's going to be good too, but yeah, vampires kiss easily number four for me.
2: I've never seen that. Kevin, you're a huge Nick cage fan.
4: Oh, I've I've seen it. I I wonder though, if it's, if it's worth your time just to go to YouTube and watch the highlights, you know what I mean? (laughs) Watch the whole movie. (laughs)
1: That's true.
0: Uh,
2: we were on another
1: podcast it was just called the cage rage podcast all he does is discuss the cage films jesus <laughs> that's a lot all right number th- <laughs> number three uh for me fright night big fright night fan um you know chris chris arandon uh rodney mcdowell how can you go wrong um you can't? You you really can't. The, if the effects at the end, you know, it's just the whole, you know, vamp, uh, boy next door, there's a vampire living next door to us. That whole plot. And, I don't know if this is a hot take, but, I don't mind the remake. I really don't. It was pretty good.
5: It was good. it was good? Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 The remake? The remake. Colin Farrell.
5: Colin Farrell. Anton Yelchin. And David
4: Tennant, David Tennant, yep. David Tennant. Is yep. Peter Vincent?
1: Yeah, as Peter, exactly. As Peter he, was,
4: he was like a Chris Angel, Las Vegas type. Yeah, it was good in my mind. It, it was surprisingly good, frankly. Uh,
1: yeah, and like Sophia yeah. Vergara's younger sister plays like his muse or whatever she is. Yep. <clears throat> so,
4: I see that.
1: Yeah, a Chris Sarandon cameo. It's fun. the 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 one thing that held it back when it first came out was the fact mm-hmm. that he put it out in three D. Because I, oh, I i oh, saw yeah. it I saw That's it in three D, yeah. and it looked like garbage. But it has a cool Chris Sarandon cameo too, so there's a lot going for it. That uh, it's 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 one of the more underrated remakes. See, so yeah, my number three... It's Is weird. it like
2: the Andy Warhol Dracula with, like, a skewer with just, like, a hunk of meat hanging on the end and <laughs> you're like,
1: oh, I guess this was 3D. <laughs> it had a couple of gimmicks like that. I don't know. The, 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 yeah. Thankfully, the whole, the whole movie isn't just, like, chock full of just stupid, cheesy 3D, like, you know, jokes and stuff like that. It's just a couple. They were able to, you know, compose themselves. Uh, so, yeah, reeling it back in, number three, Fright Night. Uh... All right, Aaron, you're
2: up. Life Force. All right. I like Moving it. Moving
1: on up. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong. That's the weird, rapey, outer space
2: Farrah Fawcett movie, right? Not Farrah Fawcett. What's her face? Farrah
4: Fawcett. That's Saturn 3. That oh, my Life Force. <laughs> life force. You do need to watch it in 4K just for the sheer amount of nudity. Yeah. I mean, it, the sheer tonnage of it, nudity. We call it that's what, 4K. The space
2: vampire? Yes, yes. The naked oh, French woman wandering uh, the streets oh, of London. Steve well, Rail so is back. I should have the deck.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and Patrick Stewart is, is in the film for like a minor's role. So. All right.
4: <laughs> that was the craziest Patrick Stewart role. Yeah. Part.
1: Yeah. I love Patrick Stewart. Yeah. All right. Kevin.
4: Uh, my number three and only it's only my number three because it's very loosely an 80s vampire movie. If it was just favorite films, it would be much higher on the list. Waxwork. Waxwork (laughs) is literally way back when, when I had a YouTube show that I was doing, I did it because I'm like, I have to talk about waxwork. Right, right. It is the whole, it is. It is so crazy. It is bonkers. It is cuckoo's bananas. And it is hilarious. And I love it. And I love it. All the craziness.
1: David Warner. Good times. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I always <laughs> love a good uh, David Warner. Why not? Time after time.
1: David Warner. Of For course, also, Zach Allen. Patrick
2: McNee. The Allman.
1: Yes. Zach exactly. Allen, Anthony Hickox. Now, where are you at on Wexbrook 2? Because we just brought that up on the show recently because of the uh, Bruce Campbell scene.
4: I have to say I saw it once when okay. I realized it existed. One and done. And I remember, and this was like 30 years ago. I saw it, wasn't was disappointed because what can reach the peaks of Everest? Right. You know what oh, I of mean? Course. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> I would never call I it the superior film.
4: No. I need to go back and because it's like uh Alexander Goodenough, right? Um, yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. And uh like I said, Bruce Campbell pops up. They 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 recast a Deborah Foreman. She wasn't coming back for that shit. Um, I forgot who no. played. I forgot well, who played. She was her the character. girlfriend of
4: the director.
1: Is that why? And they broke up. Okay. Because yeah. um, the film literally picks up where the first one ends with the hand escaping the house and it like follows the girl yes. back home. <laughs> I'm thinking of the film at the top. I haven't seen the film in eons. And I'm just like, there's a hand and it follows her back home and there's a subplot with her stepfather or something like that. That gives me flashbacks of he's dead. Anyway, uh, Waxword, Good one. Uh, Corey, you're up.
5: Number three is lost boys. Uh, I guess I like it more than, uh, you guys, but I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. it, it's not scary. It's not like the best vampire movie, obviously. Cause it, I got other ones higher on my list, but it's just, I don't know. It's got that like eighties charm to it more so than some of the other movies that are on my list. And it's just a fun ride. Like it's just fun and dumb. That's, Kind of the way I look at it. And then who doesn't like the ending? You know, so, but yeah, just star-studded cast. Fun, 80s, goofy vampires. And I'm a fan of the Corys. I mean, not so much the reality show Corys from the 2000s where they were kind of sad. But like yeah. back in the 80s, they were pretty cool. Like I used to love License to Drive.
1: <laughs> license <laughs> so to Drive really. rules.
5: Yeah, <laughs> Young
4: Heather Graham? You yes. can't go wrong.
1: Uh, Richard Monsieur. Him and his glasses. And, uh, Kane, Cane and her mashed potatoes with, with uh, her, like, abundance of mashed potatoes and ketchup. Oh, yeah? Oh, wait, it's my turn. Number two. Vamp. For reasons that we're gonna get into momentarily.
2: <laughs> Very concerning.
1: <laughs> Alright, well, here, here's where two? it counts. Where's your number two at? <laughs>
2: uh, last boys. Okay. <laughs> I Why feel like such an asshole right
1: voice?
3: now. Why? Because <laughs> I, I have it so
1: low on my list and I'm like, it's fine. Look like, In my defense, I haven't watched the film in like five, six years. Who knows? Maybe after it it's finally probably, comes in, I'll watch no, it and have it a new love for yet. it. Yeah, Maybe that no, 4K was, will was, give me a new it don't love get for it.
2: better the more time passes. It does not. <laughs> it's your memory that keeps it fresh. I mean, it, it was iconic. I was three
1: it when was it came huge. out.
2: Uh, my, right. <laughs> my, like one of my first dates with my ex-husband was uh Halloween party. He was going as one of the Lost Boys. Nice. Yeah, like he went about the special fangs that you adhere to your teeth. Mm-hmm. W- which Lost Boy did he go as? <laughs> no, no, like like the
4: shorter kind of Alex Winter. You <laughs> <laughs> went as Bill S. Preston Esquire. Is that what saying? <laughs> that's
1: hilarious <laughs> great story all right um <laughs> from santa cruz and
2: that's where they filmed it So it yes. was all the buzz in yes. santa cruz yep
1: all right Caviar
3: you're up
4: my number two is life force baby i love it <laughs> i love it so much i look it is slim Pickens and these are obviously space vampires or whatever uh but it, you, the moment you sit down and buckle up for life force, because I, I remember talking about how when it first came out, like the newspaper, like ads for like the most terrifying movie, we, <laughs> we cannot show you clips. We can't right. even show you. It'll send you into some the- right. of the Castle bullshit. Right. It's ridiculous. The
2: doctor standing by in the theaters. Right?
4: <laughs> they can't show you clips because it's nonstop full frontal nudity. That's why they can't show you clips. It is, it is hilarious. It is outrageous. It is a classic. Life force.
1: High core.
5: My number two is uh, I'm sure one uh, we're going to hear about later, but uh, Near Dark. Uh, one of my. Favorite uh, vampire movies underrated. A lot of people haven't seen it, haven't heard of it. Uh, I mean, who can forget like the bar scene where like vampire just vampires tear everybody good. up? Yeah, I mean the you know the ending kind of falls apart a little bit, but it, it's still a really solid movie, and uh it, des- it deserves more attention uh, than it gets. I and mean, that's Catherine Bigelow directed
1: that. Yeah. yeah, sure is.
5: Yeah, I haven't seen that.
1: i think
4: i saw it once a thousand years ago and i barely remember it i need to go back because it's bill paxton it's lance Lance hendrickson it's an all-star cast
1: yeah janine goldstein it's absolutely it's it's great number one for me near dark a film that not only is my favorite vampire film but one of my all-time favorite movies period i fucking adore near dark so much and yes it doesn't get enough love and that's Half the reason is because Lionsgate hold the rights to it and they put out a bullshit Twilight version copy of it like 10 years ago. It's been <laughs> since been out of print and it just gave the... F-
5: I bought that shit.
1: <laughs> I have it too, but still, it's the only way you can watch it nowadays in, in high def, uh, except for that Anchor Bay DVD that was cool as shit 20 years ago. But the film itself... You
5: have your 8K copy? Yeah, coming? yeah,
1: yeah. Tim Thompson, another name name, I wanted to name drop in that movie. It's just so goddamn good. Um, just the, the 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 carnage bits towards the end. That that the bar scene that Corey mentioned. Um, you know it's it's. Hey man, we're we're covered it next week, so we'll talk about it more then. So, all right, Aaron, what's your favorite vampire film from the eighties?
2: The Hunger. The Hunger. Right. People, you got Catherine Deneuve. You got Susan Sarandon. You have David Fucking Bowie. And you
1: have Bauhaus. Bauhaus kicking off the movie.
2: It's fuck yeah! It is stylistic. It's beautiful, and I'm a hundred percent sure Prince ripped off the "When Doves Cry" scene from this movie. <laughs> probably, okay, Prince, probably. It's good enough for me. All
1: right, Kevin.
2: Kevin hates it. number
4: one with a bullet number one with a bullet Friday night baby roddy mcdowell we don't talk enough about (laughs) roddy mcdowell in this movie he is dynamite i mean because literally i like those old hammer movies from like the 50s and 60s yeah and he absolutely like summons peter cushing he does he really does he is so great in this movie uh zach galligan chris sarandon I mean, Evil Ed, we haven't talked about it. Evil Ed. Evil Stephen Ed. Jeffries, <laughs> who played Evil Ed, is dynamite. I mean, he's like Christopher Walken and Jeff Goldblum all rolled into one where you're just like, why are you saying your line like that? You it's know what I mean? <laughs> for his life and pornography that happened right after this. That is true. It's a sad situation. Nevertheless, Fright Night, the original dynamite.
1: Welcome to Fright Night for Rio.
4: <laughs> and Vamp is not on my list, by the
5: way.
1: Sadly, Corey.
5: My number one, uh, much like Kevin is, Fright Night. I don't know. It was like a no-brainer. Like Fright Night, instantly my number one for all the reasons you said. Like Roddy McDowell is like Peter Cushing exactly. That's why I love him so much. And I love Evil Ed too. I love Nine Seven Six Evil. Even you know, even <laughs> though that's not a great movie, I love Evil Ed in that. Um, yeah, just Fright Night. I've always. I don't know. I've always, like, just kind of related to it, because I saw it when I was young, and then I always was, like, scared my neighbors were gonna, like, be monsters for some reason. I don't know why I always had that fear. I was, like, always worried about that, so it, it clicked with me. I always uh, enjoyed Fright Night, and I always like the whole uh, fact that, you know, he got, like, a basically, like, a horror host to help. Him. You know, I, I, that movie's great. Fright Night, easily number one. First eighties movie, uh, vampires movie that I think about. Sorry, Vamp wasn't on there. It might be like number eight or nine or something like that. <laughs> That's Fifteen
1: there are only twenty. Eight or nine
2: vampire movies made
1: in the eighties. <laughs> oh man, you know, speaking of Roddy McDowell, we don't talk about him enough in Shockma, right, Corey?
5: <laughs> 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 fucking Shockma, Yeah, he, Roddy McDowell was there cashing his check that day. He's like, "Oh, what do I gonna do with the baboon?" In the same room. All right.
1: <laughs> sidebar: Have you two ever heard of Shockma? <laughs> we bring no, this fucking I, movie up on I, this show too much. I admit.
4: Yeah, I think I've I've seen like the box. Or it's like a
1: baboon. It's a or something baboon. <laughs> It's yeah. Christopher Atkins Absolutely. from the Blue Lagoon, and and uh, Amanda uh, West from fucking Fast Times Richmond High and Elm Street. Tina, uh, it's them and a bunch of like other teens doing like a live action D and D. They're LARPing <laughs> in a fucking college campus medical building, and there's like this, like this baboon that's supposed to be like the guy was supposed to like what the hell was he supposed to do it or something like that but he escaped his cage and goes on a killing spree and Roddy, Roddy McDowell I- is the teacher who's like overlooking the entire thing
5: Roddy McDowell's there for some reason. I just love the fact this whole experiment is like, we're just trying to make the ape pissed off. Yes. That's the whole reason we're trying to make the fucking pissed. That's the whole experiment. And he gets out, and it's hilarious, because he's supposed to be like this bloodthirsty killer, and the fucking baboon just looks like it's disinterested, scratching its <laughs> ass at every scene. This
2: sounds amazing! We're obsessed with monkeys since we saw No. That's all we talk about. It used oh, to be man. cannibal Holocaust is all we talk about, but now all we talk about are chimps eating our fingers and lips. It's played. That's it's so cool. played by the
1: same baboon from The Fly. Typhoons. The <laughs> baboon. <laughs> the more you Back know. Back from a
4: command performance. Yes.
1: All right.
5: Let's t- baboon did better in The Fly. Learned from its shock <laughs> experience.
1: Poor Shockma. Man. All right. We can talk about Vamp now, so. Here we go! Uh, so, <laughs> some, uh, some background information on the film. The genesis of Vamp, because I, I know you're all dying to know. It was born out of an idea from producer Dave, uh Donald P. Borchers, who came up to director Richard Wink with an idea and a poster for a film called Vamp. And he offered him the gig if he could write a story about strippers, college kids, and vampires. That about sums it up. Sounds like
2: the 80s to me.
1: Yeah. Um
2: Where's
1: the cocaine? <laughs> the, uh first day of filming January 28th 86 it was the same day as the uh, space shuttle Challenger disaster so in that documentary I was talking about that they were talking about the first day of filming was just them literally sitting around catering watching the, the news clips and articles on uh this this shuttle incident that happened I mean I was two years old when this happened I don't know anything about this disaster so
4: fifth grade I remember exactly where I was I'm
1: old. S- Sounds like me of nine eleven. That's all I've got. Um, shot by the same guy who did Used Cars, Death Valley, Father of the Bride Part 2, 40 Days and 40 Nights, and most recently Hocus Pocus 2. Man, this fucking guy gets around. Alright, we could talk about the film itself now. That's literally, I was like scrounging for notes on this movie, trust me. Um, hey, kicks off with New World Pictures. I mean, that, that takes you back, doesn't it? The, the days of Oh, absolutely. The days of Hellraiser. So Roger Corman, right? The, uh, well, yeah, Roger Corman, that's right. And then, uh, what was it? We we recently did Heathers. That had the New World Pictures logo before it. And there was something else, too. But whenever I think about that, oh, I see that logo. It just takes me back to the 80s. Um, So we get the opening credits over this. A fraternity ritual disguised as a gothic sacrifice going wrong. They, I guess they do a good job of throwing you off at the start. What'd you guys think of this beginning? This is going to be like an episode like, of me and asking what you guys thought of this.
2: I mean, at first, at the very beginning, I was like, what's happening? What's going on? And then it just turns out it's just a couple of dicks.
4: <laughs> it becomes revenge of the nerds basically pretty quickly. Right. It, it's, it's uh... a, <laughs> it's guys in robes going up to a temple, basically, right? It's like the, the gothic Belferi.
1: music playing.
4: Yep. Now, you watched it 4K. I watched it on Tubi with ads. So
2: bear yeah, warm with me.
3: That's are okay. you
4: not on this? I assumed you would
2: have purchase this.
4: No, it definitely sets the tone.
3: Right. That
5: things are not
4: what you think they're
5: going to be.
1: Yeah, um,
5: I want to give a shout out to the frat guys. Like that's some fucking serious set dressing right there. I'm pretty impressed with all the work they did on that.
1: Yeah, dude, even got his fucking neck all makeuped up and shit. Um, They
4: had some cash in that fraternity, and and they they had a real dude. They had a real dude just hanging there.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. (laughs) That's commitment. They got costumes. They got sets. Awesome. It really puts my sorority to shame. We were very uncreative,
0: apparently. Welcome to your worst nightmare. We're about to make the ultimate sacrifice, the supreme test of immortality.
3: Now. A Now! Now! One
2: moment.
0: Uh-oh. Um, uh, the supreme sacrifice, cut, uh, will take place. Stop. Time out. I'd rather hang than listen to this again. I'd rather hang than listen to this again, you know. Come on. I mean, this isn't a frat house. It's a halfway house for morons. And the spooky costumes and the phony hangings. Guys, give me a break. Silence, Pledge. The Emma Dipsify initiation has just begun. Oh, I get it. You're trying to bore us to death. They're trying to bore oh, us to death. Oh, yeah. It's working. <laughs> I asked you guys to be careful with my clothes. Now, who wrinkled my shirt? It wasn't me. We've misjudged you two. You're obviously not Dipsify material. No, you know, I think it's Keith and I who seem to be mistaken here. Am I right? Oh, yeah, fooled completely.
1: It's a fun fact. The voice of the speech, that was the, the little tape player, the 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 speech that's going over, that that's playing over. It's voiced by Christopher Plummer back in his heyday. Oh
4: my Ooh. god. Christopher.
3: Christopher Plummer, what that's were you what doing? We found it in.
1: <laughs> True story. So, so yeah, um Robert Russler. Chris Make Peace. So Make Peace, of course he had reservations about doing this film because he wasn't in horror, but Apparently, he immediately hit it off with the director and writer, Richard Wink, and the two are big Springsteen fans, and he trusted that the humor was going to be part of the script and loved how he was just, just essentially became the hero towards the end of the film. That's what got him into the film. Rustler seemed to be just a stereotypical sidekick in the 80s. That's just my take on it. Yep. Like, this. everybody's an asshole. Elm Street 2, weird science, you know? Yeah. Uh,
4: I have to jump in here. It's like Chris Makepeace, he was going to turn this down? What else do you have
2: going on? Exactly. His <laughs> day he job was, the gap? He cap? was a beautiful little boy with those, he had those blue eyes and the dark hair. He was so cute. He didn't quite transition. Well, This is six no. years after his expiration date. So, I mean. Yeah. I believe he went <laughs> behind the camera after this.
5: He
4: did. Like into the audience? He actually... This was his last...
1: <laughs> this was his last... No, it wasn't. One of his last theatrical films. Yeah. He, he so. went to TV, and then he just left the business altogether. Like, apparently now, like, he doesn't even do conventions. Um, He even says, at the beginning of this documentary that was filmed back in 2016, he says, I don't even... I have nothing to do with the industry. Like, I don't do cons, nothing like that. He said, but whenever... You know, something comes, people come calling for vamp. I always come out of the woodwork to, to contribute as best as I can because he considers this his baby. I
2: thought he was doing directing or something now. No? Am I, am I wrong?
1: Today he is, he is, he's uh, an assistant director. He hasn't appeared yeah. in front of the camera since 2001. Right. Okay. So, bad wording on my part. He's just not in the acting (laughs) business. He's he's still in the industry, apparently, as a assistant. But he's not like he doesn't actually do acting like that.
5: The opposite of what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Fake news.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh well. No,
4: I mean, I didn't even know he was in this. At first, I I literally remember him from Meatballs and My Bodyguard about 1979. Is what I, I, love I remember. Meatballs
2: so much. Meatballs I thought was so funny. It made me become a, a
4: like a CIT a Girl Scout fan. Nice. Because <laughs> of Meatballs. Meatballs. Yes, stack.
2: we all sat around the campfire and they're like, "This isn't like Meatballs at all." <laughs> they gave us cheese that wouldn't even melt when we threw it in the fire.
3: Mm.
4: What kind of camp was this? <laughs> I
3: can't
2: read Camp Nawakwa. So the, above heaven or something.
4: Okay.
1: Keith and AJ aren't having it. They call the frat house out for their immaturity and asinine games. AJ mentions that this house party's going on later, and gives off the impression that him and Keith can get them anything for the party as a way to buy into their, by the way, into the fraternity. So they settle on getting them a stripper. Like, wouldn't it be easier to just, I don't know, go through the initiation if that if they want to get in anyway
2: (laughs) (laughs) or go through the yellow pages and just buy a stripper or, you know, rent, you know, they have singing. We see him on the phone when
1: they go back to their like their their dorm, like he's on the phone, like making calls and shit and like can't get anywhere. And I don't know. Movie's going to movie. I literally wrote that down in my notes. He was
4: calling their friends.
1: Hey, Sally from
4: econ class. Why don't you
2: strip for us? That's not going to work. They didn't want to pay money for professionals. They were just trying to force some poor girl down on her luck at the college to show a boob. Down on her luck. (laughs) Our turn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So they get back to the dorm and Keith asks AJ something along the lines of why they're going through all this mess to begin with. AJ doesn't say a word. He just... Opens the door to reveal junk college kids carrying on in the hallway then he closes it, which is like a reminder that Keith needs to uh Keith needs before agreeing to go through with this ridiculousness AJ meanwhile is calling around looking for a stripper to find for the frat party before Keith mentions that they need wheels for this plan and this is where we welcome Gidi Watanabe to the film to the film as Duncan um random I know. He's he's got this self Ran car rental service, and it doesn't take much convincing from Keith and AJ to get Duncan's last car for free. He just whips out this random deli meat platter and sits down and I like
5: his spread there, yeah. <laughs> he's got a nice spread. <laughs> you
1: would bring up the spread since you work in Delhi.
5: <laughs> I appreciate a good spread when I see it. What can I say? There
4: you go. <laughs> Did we skip over the fact that Chris Makepeace is shooting a bow and arrow in his dorm room? Oh, God.
5: Yeah, that comes up later.
4: <laughs> yeah, that was Chekhov's bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. That's a deep cut.
1: Uh, I got that reference. So, uh, yeah, he got the actual go. part behind the scenes after producer Don Borchers flat out just straight up offered it to him. He didn't have to audition or anything. He was the only actor that didn't have to audition. Go figure. Uh, they find an ad for the After Dark Club in the newspaper while wait, driving.
2: Wait, Grace Jones
1: had to audition? Is that what you're saying? Yes. No, I'm just joking. That is so bizarre!
2: <laughs> that is so
1: bizarre!
2: No, the, the, <laughs> she, she asked for multiple callbacks! <laughs> Getty Watanabe! We, we, the, like, and sure. yeah. we were thinking we, Dolly Parton, but maybe we could do it with Grace
1: Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. man. Um what was it what the hell does it i'm getting ahead of myself hang on a sec hang on get back here because i was curious myself as to how she actually landed the role because i wrote it down somewhere anyway uh the movie um they get to the city and one of the first things that happens is they, he pulls off like a record for a number of spins during a spin out that just Comes out of left field. It's like 10 complete 360s. Like, I'm surprised this, the fucking car still has wheels that, that function after this.
5: Must have got hit going 70 to spin that much, Jesus Christ. Well, and winds up in a totally different part of town.
2: Yes. Hey, it was a, I spun into like a wormhole. People poured just gone. you?
3: It was, it was like, like <laughs> you just, it was like Mario it was wizard Kart. of Oz. <laughs>
1: Oh, shit. So, uh, they go to this diner at nightfall and uh, the cook gets spooked and he just changes out of his cook uniform into a priest uniform or a priest suit and just kicks them all out and then priest suit. Billy Drago he shows got up. a cross
4: around his neck. <laughs> I don't know if it was a, pre- <laughs> a priest suit per se.
1: Well, you know, the whole get up. He just changes from one thing to another and then Billy Drago and his albino ass come in. He's got he just—he shows up, orders six coffees, and uh, Keith is playing nice eyes with this woman, <laughs> just smiling. So and
2: awkward!
1: It's
4: so awkward! <laughs> Reveals this. Well, and I thought they were vampires. No, no, just a they're bizarre, not. swear Albino street gang. <laughs> 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 what, like bands nice that. the fans of the Edgar
2: Winter group, they're
4: just following Winter. the band.
3: that's
1: exactly right oh that's great um yeah he looks away which offends her so of course the gang approaches them and then Duncan comes out of the bathroom and then does like a 180 goes right back in like can we talk about how he's dressed like he thinks they're going to fucking club 54 or something with this like get up that he's wearing
4: (laughs) well he was he was ostensibly the comic (laughs) relief Right? He'd he'd have like his crazy one-liners. You know, I'm in the mood for love strictly (laughs) because you're naked. Dynamite.
1: (laughs) Remember, not a single audition. So, uh...
4: (laughs) (laughs) Unnecessary. Offer only.
1: That's right. Better take this. Like at this point, we're in 86 now. So he's coming off of 16 candles and what else?
4: Gung ho, with the uh, oh, no!
1: that's right, gung ho. That.
4: Like that, that was it.
1: So those two magical I'm roles sure got know. him a non-audition for this <laughs> vampire movie.
3: <laughs> that's right. So I'll like, give you all, all the money itself. you need, but you got
2: you got to get the guy from sixteen kids. <laughs> yes,
3: absolutely.
2: There's no there's no film without Gong.
1: Got to get that gung ho kid. Uh so <laughs>
3: that's right. <laughs>
1: AJ refuses to help Keith and uh Choppers begins clucking Keith's buttons off when Drago spills coffee on him, which causes like this quiet moment, and he just gets up like he's gonna act all tough. And he grabs himself a handful of balls, and then they just do this awkward dance around the joint while uh <laughs> I don't know, like he comes out again. He's
3: supposed to look tough.
0: Hey Duncan, if you're finished with those toilet seats...
2: Lucky they didn't try the bathrooms. I was ready. What I would have done to them...
4: You see this in movies where it's like, we're in a fight and I'm gonna grab your balls. And dance. I have never seen that in nature. Ever. In it's nature. never been like, we're going to throw up. no, we're not. I'm going for your junk. I've never seen that. I've never heard of that except in movies. Movies that happens all the time.
2: And I thought it was the vampire. I'm like, is this the new way that we do vampires?
1: vampire? He <laughs> just yes. by the nuts and Oh, <laughs> uh, That's great. Yeah. So, of course, Giddy comes out, like I said, another one-liner and then they uh, take off. So, how do you guys feel about this this like pink and green lighting going on throughout this movie it's like after hours like Scorsese's shit even going the on even fucking sores are green I love I it, love it. I, love so it yes. I love it I love it personally
2: yes I love it it is of the time but it also reminds me of like old Dario Argento films where everything's like red and blue and everything I love it it's like
1: Suspiria all over again
2: yes <laughs> <laughs>
4: Except it's all just green. I mean, yeah. it's nice for the uh, the guy, the lighting guy.
2: <laughs> I only have to use one filter. I'm good.
3: Easiest no, job I in the world. Love
2: that look. We need to bring that back. Actually, we saw a movie where they were doing malignant. Started doing that neo yellow right. kind
1: of look. Mm-hmm. Bring it back. That's what I'm saying.
2: Bring it back.
1: Uh, yeah. So let's see, they enter the club and. We're off the, right off the cuff, Sandy Baron, right here. Sandy Baron from Leprechaun 2, The Grifters, Sid and Nancy, such classics. Seinfeld, man. Seinfeld.
5: Jack Klonsky. <laughs> I kept
4: forget thinking forget he was that? Shecky Green or somebody. What's that? Uh, they, uh... I kept thinking it was Shecky Green or somebody.
5: No, I just remember from Seinfeld, he's like, uh, Jerry takes his pen. Like, who can forget that? He's like, he's
2: got <laughs> oh, my pen. Oh, shit, that's right. If my pen writes upside down. You like it? You
3: should have it. Oh, that
1: was great. <laughs> Who is it on Seinfeld? God damn.
2: Everybody on any show I've ever watched has
1: been on Seinfeld. At, at some point in their career, they've been on there.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh It was on for a long time. So we're introduced now to Dee Dee Pfeiffer's Allison. This is Michelle Pfeiffer's sister. Do you guys know that? Yeah.
4: I did know that. So, she's super cute. She should have been a is, bigger star. Yes. As far as
1: I'm I, I, I was about to say, let's have a little conversation about her because I agree. I was going to say the same thing. Um, she auditioned for the role and won the part after the director wanted her, but the producer wanted somebody else. But the producer's choice fell through. So they got Dee Dee. And yeah, she's really like that. And she still, to this day, like looks just really hasn't aged much. And she's all, still her chip herself. She's great, um, yeah. you know. Now she's she's
2: a vampire. She's a vampire. She's are really
3: well started with,
2: here. with that. Spa- they? sold, sold.
1: With that spaghetti strap.
2: Okay, that was kind
1: of <laughs> amusing. So yeah, Grace Jones. Um, oh lord.
5: She looks like a Thundercat, oh, like a Thundercat God. mixed with Rocky Horror Picture Show. She was basically wearing
4: the same outfit she wears in Boomerang, playing Strangely.
1: <laughs> That's what I kept thinking. So this body cast that she's like caressing is made from uh, Dolph Lundgren's mold because she was dating him at the time. Yes,
3: <laughs> I, I looked
2: that up, and that's all Keith Haring. Yeah. I have pictures of Keith Haring painting
3: her. Right. Yes,
2: I have to say. You know, I'm not one who
4: frequents strip clubs per se, se. but that was like the least, (laughs) per se, that was the least erotic dance I have ever seen. (laughs) It was some bizarre interpretive modern dance. I don't know what the hell is happening.
1: She sits over its arms at one point, kicks her feet out, like just flails her legs like uncontrollably. (laughs) She's swimming.
5: It's like, it's like she's going. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say she's going for like sexy cat, but it's just like weird interpretive college dance or something like that. I I don't know. I I know like the, they were going for like the sexy thing here, but I was just like my jaw was just on the floor. I'm like, "What the fuck is Ed making?" And me watch who's right still
1: that she still them fucking grills from?
2: <laughs> you guys are out of your fucking mind because this is the best part of thing. Oh, whole I agree.
1: Movie. I agree. <laughs>
2: We needed more fucking Grace Jones uh, pretending to give a blowjob to the best of her boyfriend. Yes, yes. This, I mean, this is the best part
1: of the whole fucking movie. Oh, man. I
4: I mean, I wasn't a huge, like, expert in all things Grace Jones. I just remember her (laughs) being in A View to a Kill, where she makes out with Christopher Walken and Roger Moore.
1: True. Very true. The year prior to this. And yep. um, yeah, she's even dancing to one of her own songs. Like, that's a Grace Jones song that yep. it's playing. <laughs> so, um, an unreleased. That's a, it's, a, it's a deep cut, one of her deeps. Uh, AJ's taken to the back by this. Uh,
4: all of her hits are deep cuts, <laughs> Okay, right? okay. okay.
1: <laughs> Touche.
2: I would fucking see Grace Jones if she came to town. I'd even drive to LA. I bet she puts out in a fucking crazy show. What
1: is she like? Seventy-four? Does she still even act or perform like that?
2: She's still kicking around.
1: Oh, and oh yeah, she, she doesn't is. doesn't
2: looks like she's really aged.
1: No. Um. She
2: doesn't look seventy-four.
3: I'll tell
1: you that. Yeah, you know, it's a damn shame too because they couldn't get her for that retrospective from this movie. Ah. <laughs> uh, really? She no. Took a pass. Yeah, she's not on it. They got fucking Chris Makepeace back, but they couldn't get Grace Jones. <laughs>
2: Grace Jones is in the stratosphere, right? They've got... Chris Makepeace. They, they've office. got all the core... <laughs> act,
1: they've got all the core characters or actors. D.D. Uh, uh, D- D- Pfeiffer, Robert Russell, Chris Makepeace, and Giddy Wataname. And uh, the director the, and the producer, even the goddamn DP, came back for this retro. But Grace Jones? Nope. Too good for that. Um,
2: that's right
0: hit the road
1: Jack don't you come back no <laughs> more yeah so AJ gets taken to the back to Grace Jones by this young Asian
0: Katrina you scared me uh, nice hair I, uh, I caught your act out there ooh some show very new very now Uh, anyway, I was wondering, maybe later tonight if you're interested in doing a little encore performance for a much more appreciative audience, I could definitely make it worth your while. Yes, I could. And I'd be willing to pay you top dollar, because I can see that you're a professional. And I like working with professionals. And I like you. I can see you like me, too.
1: Meanwhile, Allison's trying to get Keith to remember this story that she's, like, just teasing. Instead of just coming out with the whole, remember, spin the bottle? Like, she's doing things like spinning a bottle in front of him and shit. like, like In front of some drunk, she spins a bottle. Yeah, yeah. Like, over his yeah. head and shit. Remember this? <laughs> and he's just looking yeah. at her like, what are you talking about? Um, and, and that, He should
4: be so lucky.
1: Yeah. Around this point... I think this is like when he like reaches over and casually takes from like uh Sandy Baron's tray and eats a cockroach or something like that. It's around this yeah. part. Yeah. And then uh AJ's death scene Grace Jones, apparently when she actually went down to bite Robert Russell in the neck, the prosthetic teeth went beyond the latex and went into his actual neck. So, some of this blood may or may not be real, fake, whatever. Um, and that's apparently...
5: This is my favorite. I, I like this scene like the most by far so far. Like I, This is like a ride. This is where Grace Jones, to me, is shining. Like this whole yeah. like, little death scene right here is just awesome. The way she
1: takes control of him. And then just fucking, when he has nowhere to go, just transforms, and it's pretty cool effects. Um, you know, it's anything practical is a lot better than what we see today. I'll always argue that. Um, I, I like they showed us like her crazy toenails, yes! how long and scary yes! as well. And I wonder how long. <laughs> it was, oh, in case you missed it. And I wonder how long it was gonna take <sighs> him to re- realize those things too. God damn, like she's like rubbing all over him with those things, and he's just like. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
5: like, you need to clip him, babe. Yeah,
1: babe.
2: No it's question. like The Shining when he's dancing with the corpse in the bathroom. Well, and, and when...
4: Exactly. Yeah. When when Grace Jones is, like, getting on him, he was super cool. He's like, this happens to me every other day.
3: <laughs> Strange women
4: are constantly
2: mounting me. That's right. Those, that kind of character in the 80s, oh, it used to bother me so much. They always had this guy character that was overly cocky and was really just kind of an asshole. And it was, it was like there was one of these guys in every 80s movie. And he, he always got there. his
1: comeuppance every single time. Yep. And did Ferris
2: and Fuel get his come up, get <laughs> comeuppance? Because he was one of those. <laughs> he did not.
5: No, but Matthew Broderick did kind of, so we can oh, say yes.
3: <laughs> that. The
4: pedestrians uh, got yeah, the their kills.
2: The
1: pedestrian cup cup of got uh, their yeah. right, kills. Damn, Corey. Uh, all right, so. <laughs>
5: I hate Matthew Broderick, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Shots fired.
1: Why do you hate Matthew I Broderick? I never knew did this. You do to you? I'm Corey, a give us a few minutes on Matthew Broderick. <laughs>
5: He sucks. Everything he's in, he fucking sucks. He sucked in Godzilla. sucks in everything else I've ever seen him suck in. Sucks in
1: Godzilla.
5: <laughs>
2: sucks in Godzilla. That's, That's the one we go to. much. <laughs> I-, I thought he had stolen Sarah Jessica Parker from you or something. Yeah. What are your thoughts uh, on God, Election? Really,
5: election? Nah, that movie sucked too. But uh,
3: <laughs> what was uh?
5: What was it I saw recently? It was like the stage play of uh, a Christmas story or something. Oh, no, 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 no! That may be the producer. I don't know. He sucked. He in was that. in the producer. Everything is just bad. What was he that was. other? What was that other terrible movie Brett Ratner did? Uh,
3: oh, Tower, Tower Heist, Heist, Heist or something like that. God, God that like,
4: terrible. I mean, that movie's awful.
5: That movie's terrible. That I, movie's I terrible. But he sucked not, even worse somehow than the rest of the movie. I don't even know how that's possible. I,
2: I cannot say you're wrong. I cannot say you're wrong. I saw him in a play before he'd done any movies, and he was fine. And he was in Brighton Beach Memoir. I saw. Him. He was on
4: Broadway.
2: For I goodness' sake! But you're not wrong about the movies, Inspector Gadget. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he just got to pay the
4: bills like the rest of us. I don't know why I'm defending Matthew Broderick. Why are you <laughs> defending Matthew
2: Broderick? I liked Ferris Bueller. No, yeah, that was a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> <You're just wrong. laughs> what, about, what about the
1: cable guy or glory no no love i
5: like the cable and- guy because he's getting tortured the whole time i like that because i like war games I, mean, I like the fact war that games, i yeah. thought he might die How about the freshman I, I don't think i've seen the freshman i
2: guess he was okay in war games
5: yeah, that's probably his best movie,
1: honestly. That's probably,
2: that that's the the apex of his career. It's like, fuck it's just Ferris just been a slow slide since
1: that. Oh, man. Uh, Did you just
2: yell, fuck
1: you, Ferris Bueller? No, I, I forgot what I yelled. I <laughs> <laughs> played the fifth. All right, so Allison <laughs> comes across this little girl who's running outside. Oh, no, she runs inside when she approaches her. Little girl will come back later on, obviously. Um, I feel like I skipped the part. Nah, fuck it. So Vic lectures the Asian girl who Go brought AJ life. up, and uh, so they're cleaning up the mess. There's like, we didn't even talk about the, uh, like the, the plastic covering or all the furniture that uh, AJ notices before he meets his demise. But yeah, they're cleaning up the mess. It's a
2: strip club. It seems like it'd be very. It'd be yucky. It'd be, It'd be yucky, yucky.
4: I feel like it's because it's and this is a thing. And it wouldn't be comfortable thing. to lay on it, frankly, during sex. Oh. It would be weird and peculiar. I figured it was because it's like an
2: old woman strip club with <laughs> the plastic covering. Like yeah, everybody the lives girls Raymond's club. mom. Cold and girls club. A yeah. Club.
1: Ran, ran by That's Sandy it. Baron, who wishes it was Vegas. Um, the whole movie, he's obsessed with Vegas. And it's like one of the, I think it's funniest shit, especially towards the end. I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't give a fuck at this point. When uh, him and Makepeace are at the bar and he's kind of giving him that yeah, monologue. they do a
5: fever in Vegas. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the, the,
1: the, lot, the, what the hell is it that he calls it? Anyway, yeah, he's like, Vegas, they do that in Vegas.
0: Can I ask you something? You ever been to Vegas. Hey, how about uh, you buying me and my friends uh, a last round? Kind of a last request, like they do in Vegas. They do that in Vegas?
1: Whoa, that's classy. Now,
4: that's classy. Sure. Uh, excuse me, would you give this gentleman whatever he wants? Give
1: me, uh, brandy. Make it three. And, uh, make them doubles.
0: Oh, triples. Hell, leave the whole bottle when you're done. I'm not driving anywhere.
1: Like his expression, he gets so upbeat and shit. I love it. So, uh, yeah, they're the cleaning up the mess. Because, like I said, I, I was going to say, um, I, I'm assuming that this is like a, a, a casual thing. Oh, not a casual thing, but this is an everyday thing. Katrina getting right. someone new and yada yada. So the clean up.
5: Yeah. She's supposed to get a loner. It's supposed She's, to be a loner, because- right. Because they split up. Because I don't know if we mentioned it, but the guys went in separately. Uh, right. You know, so they were split up, and they thought he was a loner, and they're like, "Ah, shit, not a loner." And, you know, now there's an issue. And
2: what well, do they, they do deliberately.
4: Cars? R- <laughs> well, that's another question. They deliberately are in the shittiest part of town so that only crazy drifters will drift in. <laughs> to <come> to Strip. <laughs> they say that. That's why do you think we're in this part of town?
2: Because drift. Want to go see the cabaret show, they yeah, love burlesque, yes. I the love burlesque. <laughs> so, ride <Riding> the rails, <laughs> box car <wheeling. laughs>
1: Yeah, Grace Jones not speaking a single word this entire movie.
2: What the fuck was that? She wanted to, <laughs> um, her-
1: she said she wanted to be more like uh, Max Shrek and No she was given all I can silent so film she's approach.
2: A method actress? Is that what we got going on here? I found it She, super she
1: looks like someone that would be a method serious. actress.
4: Or try to be, basically, right? Where but it, it almost comes across as I'm not a good enough actress to actually have lines. Yeah. Is the way
5: it yeah. may have been a
4: choice. It may have been the screenwriter's choice, <laughs> the director's choice. Who's to say? <laughs>
5: We watched the like the bonus screen test on the error video, and they're like, oh, that's why she doesn't have any fucking lines right there. <laughs> Jesus.
1: I wonder if Dolph was on set for this movie when they were filming it. Can you imagine like, Dolph like on the side, like, yeah, babe, get him. Yeah. Straddle that chair. That's me, remember? If it dies, it dies. Anyway, so yeah, Keith confronts Allison. No, before that, it's... Vic and Vlad. There's another fucking guy we were introduced to, Vlad, another silent guy who's obsessed with uh Katrina. Who's kinda like her oh, he's got previous fling. Yeah, he's the got tag. the bo- like the skin
2: tags and shit. Uh What are those does she like nibble on I, him? Is that yeah, what we're supposed to think? I think so. I think that's what it is. They're like little bloodletting cuts.
1: Yeah, because what well, we lead to it later on. Cause actually, this scene we just talked about um, with uh, Sandy Baron, because she slits her wrist for him, and he like feeds on her, and that led me to kind of even though I've watched this film more times than any person probably should, I still have questions. And this time, particularly, I was like, "Well, wait a minute, what is who is Sandy Baron supposed to be? Is he actually supposed to be a vampire, or is he like..." Uh, a f- uh, what do they call them? In in fucking blade, um, not followers. Like a a familiar. Familiars. Thank you. Or like one of those type yeah. gimmicks. Like
4: he he's a Renfield type, is right. what we're supposed to think. That's why he's eating bugs and shit. Gotcha. Well,
2: as we learned in True Blood, vampire blood is like taking like crap. Like in, in True Blood, when, when you feed off the vampire, like then whole groups hunting vampires for their blood, because mm-hmm. it was uh, like a speed. Well, I, and I think if you're
4: familiar, your ultimate goal is to become a vampire. Right. Like that's what you're down for. I like the fact that that dude Vlad was what, taking a shower in the bathroom stall? <laughs> yeah. I don't, why did he have his shirt off when <laughs> he's dropping a deuce? That's my <laughs> question.
5: Does anybody else think he like he reminded me of like uh, Thor Johnson from like Ed Wood or something like that? Just like especially at the end with his voice, yes. that's just what he reminded me of. You killed my Katrina. Yeah, that's what. It, <laughs> that's what I thought of.
2: Yeah. Oh uh, man.
1: Oh, we also oh, we also missed the uh, this random apartment complex scene where Keith and Allison go in, and there's this weird old man with this obvious toupee in the elevator. And then this get up where like she he goes to step out, but he's like, Oh shit, wrong floor. But then it's too late and it it's it's gone and then it opens back up and it tries to kill him. Like this like this yeah, door yeah. comes to life and like tries to like it, it, it knocks this him is, down.
5: Not, this is where the movie takes a big nose time. It's, it's not
1: <laughs> like vampire really- related. Hey.
0: There you are. What happened? They told me you left.
1: AJ, did you find him?
0: No, God, you look awful. What happened to you?
1: (sighs) The girl, what did she say?
0: Well, it's weird. I went to her apartment. It was like no one lived there empty, just some garment bags. What are you so testy about?
1: Testy? You want to know why I'm testy? I'll tell you why I'm testy. Today, I was nearly hung. I got into a fight with a psychotic albino. I met a human pincushion in the bathroom. I ate a cockroach, my best friend disappears, and then I'm nearly assassinated by a runaway elevator. I've had a bad day. All I want to do is find AJ and get back to school. Is that too much to ask for? Oh,
0: no. We'll bounce with the big hurry is. He'll probably show up. Listen, where else would a girl like Candy. Ticket. I was really
5: enjoying the movie, and then I'm, this whole middle section, I'm just like, oh god, this, this is not good. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, what am I watching now? Like the beginning had me, and then this lost me. I was like, eh, I'm gonna go get something to drink or something. <laughs> this
2: is but the keep vampire rolling. hotel where all the that's where they're stand.
1: staying, right? They're all staying together. I got right. that. And, and it's
2: is controlled the elevator by Yeah, no, but it's but who the fuck's the guy and And why does he have a
1: random toupee? He's
2: elevator
1: operator. Okay,
2: this is called
4: (laughs) comedy. This is how we do in the comic (laughs) world. Just have a dude with a crazy (laughs) toupee. These (laughs) are the jokes. No questions asked. That's all I need.
2: That's all I need.
1: All right, fair enough.
2: Uh, I try uh, to look up locations. I'm like, is this that? You know, there's that. Murder hotel in Los Angeles where the, the Night Stalker used to stay. It's supposed to be haunted and there's people who have disappeared. So I thought this was the place.
1: But well, I'm pretty sure this doesn't is. Does have an to elevator
2: re- that just crushes people for no reason? I've always been scared to go inside. As I've been should. by there. since in Skid Row.
1: I'm pretty sure this doesn't is supposed to be like a, like a dark side of LA somewhere. Yeah, I, I know, yeah. I know. I'm
2: sure. I'm sure it's that hotel. The Stay on Main is what it's called now. They changed the name. Right. Too many people were showing up just to. Oh Look for murder and ghosts.
4: Well, don't they say that the college is like 200 miles from nowhere? They made some comment like it's so far away, we have to literally drive into town to look for strippers because yeah. there's
1: none. He makes a comment like that. Actually, I did take a note about the the college. It, See, after the initiation ceremony in the beginning, when we see Keith and AJ walking out of the doors, um, it says you you can read Gwen Wilson Student Union above the doors, which places them at the University of Southern California. That's the notes that I got. Right.
3: USC. Yes. So,
2: so that would not be that far from
4: where we're going. No, 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 no. If SC- you want to get to Crack Alley, you literally step off campus. <laughs> yeah. That is where USC's the U.S. State is. A
2: terrible part of Los
4: Angeles. <laughs> University of South Central is what we call it.
1: All right. The more you know, it
4: is, it is
1: deep in the hood. Oh, uh, that's great. I love talking to people on the opposite side. Like you guys have the whole California thing, we got the whole Baltimore thing. Um,
2: more John
1: Waters talk, I guess. John Waters. That's right. The Wire. Well, <laughs> love the Wire. Who doesn't love? What the is wire? it? Uh, is the um, wire. Homicide, yeah. live on the Street.
2: That was that was. Homicide's, Diner. Uh,
1: diner's great. Diner. Yeah, Diner's great. Um, that was down in Fell's Point. Now the 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 homicide place, the 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 precinct, is actually still there, but it's uh, a hotel. They've converted it. To a hotel now, because that's down in the same area as the diner from Diner. It's all—it's an area called Fellows Point, down by the water at the, the Inner Harbor. So, which is primarily where a lot of season street. two of The Wire was filmed.
2: Absolutely,
4: I love The Wire. Wire's is the best.
2: Yes, I have to It's on my list. I just never. I'm afraid to get addicted because I can't control myself. Well, it's only five I seasons. Like seven, seven episodes so I tell your eyes bleed. Right. It's like
1: it's a well, it's one of those shows that it, it ended before, you know, it got. It, it ended on a good note, you know. It ended, it ended oh, on its own terms. Correction. Right, right. So. Um, let me get back to my actual notes here from this movie that we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I don't know. I'm talking about cities in the wire,
1: yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's a good conversation. Um Keith calls the cops. We cut back to the club where Vic's trying to convince Katrina to move their operation out to Vegas. And he orders Vlad to bring the trash can in and we see the Katrina slit her wrist. This is this is where she gives the, the slit wrist over to the, the Vic to feast on. So AJ's revealed to be alright. Right as the cops show up and throw all three of the college kids out. And before they go, Vic escorts the cop out to catch the last act. Duncan follows. And at this point, Katrina's in her like third or fourth outfit of the film. And because of the low budget of the film, Grace Jones turned to her designer friends to learn her costumes that she wore. That's a true bit. I learned that on the only- documentary. <laughs>
4: I have to say I always appreciate the fact that literally prior to this moment they tossed in they, they tossed uh, AJ's corpse <laughs> in the dumpster how yes. That's how we do it.
3: It's like an operation
1: <laughs> cuz we see like Vlad has like I guess an understanding with the don't drive, the, the, the 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 truck trash truck driver or whatever cuz he like gives him all of his personal belongings and shit. And I feel like there's like a bunch of trash cans throughout this movie cuz later on we see like the Drago gang, his posse have a they've gotten a hold of two dump trucks and shit. Like, I don't know, dump truck central down in this part of the town.
4: <laughs> nothing but
2: nothing and but this is why Vegas would have been a smart business move, because all you have to do is pay off the mafia. And you've got your, your bodies taken care of. Not a problem.
1: See? Okay.
4: Well, they didn't even pay off the albino street gang. <laughs> I mean, that should have been step one.
2: <laughs>
1: So, yeah, they just show up again, and they, like, chase poor Chris McBeast into a sewer. <laughs> this randomness just shows up. So, we're not having... It's very
2: well lit, as well.
1: Yeah, it, it is. That, that pink and green.
2: With the radioactive gas that makes the sewer glow green. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Uh, At what point does the baby vampire appear and, and uh, attach to your arm? That was my one of my favorite. The lines. little girl
1: it was here because like dynamite. after like after uh, Keith goes <laughs> to look out the gutter, he sees the fucking because it's like the fat guy steals his ladder and closes it up, and he like goes over and he sees a little girl, and like she's she's pretending to bite her doll's neck. It's like a little thing that I noticed uh, as I watched this, and then like. He's like, little girl, what are you doing out here this late? And, like, she attacks him. And, like, later on, she'll go and do the same thing to the poor Billy Drago. And, and, like, she just... And then that's it. Like, she's no different than the fucking random bus driver who shows up at the end, who opens up his doors, like, and reveals fangs. Like, apparently this whole side of town is, like, infected. I mean, they all sleep in the sewer. They have, like, their own little airbnb going on down in the gutters (laughs) and shit, you know? They, yep. they got this little if, point if situation going. No
4: question. Well, I, I love the fact that they just happen to have big barrels of gasoline that yes. they keep with them wherever they go. Bro, you that was very know. helpful.
2: Very know. helpful.
1: Right. Right. Of course.
2: Be, be prepared. <laughs> Scout's motto.
1: Um, at the club, it's last call, featuring their all-you-can-drink for a dollar special uh keith i gotta talk (laughs) a lot of that uh keith grabs duncan and allison and they're stopped by vic and keith tries to alert the club that everyone's a vampire vic sits him down to remind him that he's a statistic but everyone was a mistake and he's sorry so sandy baron's eyebrows thats all i'm noticing in this scene watching it is how fucking all over the place they are like they're giving like eugene levy a run for their money (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> like
1: seriously, like he's absolutely. got like Eugene's got like the thick brows, but Sandy Baron, he's got like and God bless him, he's got like the 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 wild like thin hairs that are just going like in all sorts of directions and shit. So absolutely, it's like one Ed of
4: the Vigoda's looking at his eyebrows, <laughs> going, "Damn, those are some eyebrows." <laughs> yes.
1: yes. Uh, so Keith uses Vegas and a bottle of brandy to start the fire and an escape. He says, "Uh." last request like they do in Vegas it's like they do that in Vegas man and he like sets off like a of cocktail and like just slides it down into do, like a bigger bottle and then like how the hell this is my note here how the hell did they film this scene because it looks like they started real fires around live actors and it looks insane but great all at once and I'm like I wonder if they had like the fire marshal one set for this sequence because like it didn't look like there was any, like, precaution set at all. Like, they just dumped gasoline over the floor by this pool table and just set off, like, this fucking Molotov cocktail, like, in real life. Hell no.
2: That's what it looks it like. Sure That's just the 80s.
1: That's just how it looks. Maybe Fire Marshal Bill
4: was there, <laughs> but I don't know that. Because Fire I love Marshall it where it's Bill. like, give me... Give me a bunch of brandy, and then I literally just walk around just spraying it everywhere. No one asks any questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Like, we got to clean that up later, bro. What are you, I know we're going to kill you, but <laughs> please stop smoking your drink. I, 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 have a hard... I was just
5: waiting for him. No, I was just waiting for Makepeace to say, like, they do it in Vegas. That's why I we're doing it. I'm spilling it everywhere. They do the shit in Vegas. Brandy goes everywhere.
1: <laughs> I was having a hard time believing they are making this big of a mess off, off of one bottle. Because he just, like, takes three Chardonnay glasses, the bottle, and just pours it out and says, here, empty this all over the... All you need the to burn
5: room. down a whole building.
1: That's right. a right. yes. bottle.
4: It was a bottle of napalm, essentially, <laughs> is what
1: he was doing. So the three escape. Vic and Vlad accept their fate, and they have one last drink before engulfing in the flames. And, like, I like this thing... They don't even try to leave. Vic's <laughs> just sitting there, and he's like, this is my first drink in 75 years.
0: I would love to have
4: seen Vic. Once,
3: just once.
0: Uh, my first drink in seventy-five years. Laugh
3: to the good old days.
1: you see this effect where he, like, takes the drink and, and he puts his arm down and his arm's, like, engulfed in flames. And you hear <laughs> it's like s- a wax hand. It's a <laughs> wax hand, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Um,
5: I def I def didn't do it any favors right there, but I-, I just think it's funny they don't even try to escape. Like, no. you know, like... They're tired. It's like he doesn't... He doesn't even try to go back to Del Boca Vista Phase 3 or anything. He just there <laughs> Del
4: Boca times. Vista, exactly. They've been depressed lately, I guess. Because what, what's the other explanation?
1: Yeah, they're just tired, <laughs> depressed, all that he shit. He
2: realized he's never getting to Vegas. Katrina doesn't want to move to Vegas, so life's not worth it. That's living.
1: right. No Vegas for you, Sandy. So Keith drives off against the tow truck driver and like nearly gets smashed by two of them. Like, like I was saying before, Like, everyone's got a fucking tow truck in this movie. So, he's racing off against one, and then all of a sudden, like, this trash truck comes up in front of him. Then there's a truck behind him, and he figures his grand escape is going to be to sit there and calmly wait for this person to leave out of their spot, uh, this, like, parallel park spot. That's his grand plan. And so he does, at the the last second. Gotta love editing. And, uh... (laughs) Duncan's reveal. This was
4: not Fast and the Furious, by the way. No, no, it was, not, not yeah. at all. Believe
1: me. Nor, nor was it. Gone I love that 60 he's seconds. waiting for somebody to pull out of a spot. Yes, hit the patience on this kid. So, yep. just when they think they escaped it all, Duncan's awfully quiet in the back, and he's hungry. And then,
3: bam! He's a
1: vampire. Just sitting in the back seat, reaching out for the camera in this scene. That's like that's how they get you with the scare factor. They're like, here, Giddy, put on some makeup, wear these, like, really thick eye lenses. It looks like like the people from Evil Dead had to wear that hurts their eyes. Wear this for an insane amount of time because of the 80s. And just move your hands, move your arms in front of the camera. Like, you're going to scare the audience. And that's all he's doing, literally, until, like, they make a run for it. And then he's like oh like he makes no effort to escape out of the car when they dodge they like <laughs> dip out of the car and he just sits in the back scene. seat like okay and then uh there's
4: a lot of that in this movie people just go like I guess I'm dead let me just'll <laughs> yeah, just I'm
3: wait he's
1: gonna movie uh so that they, they break into this pawn shop now uh Allison and uh Keith and they this is where the crossbow comes back into play because like he First he lo- he's loading up on guns and ammo, but then he just puts it all done. He puts it all down at the reveal of the crossbow. And he uh just a regular bow. Points not well, not a crossbow. Bow and arrow. Yes, Sorry.
2: A Sorry. A I knew bow. that,
1: but I'm not obviously.
2: Not
1: a long bow either. Kevin, you're wrong. It's a bow and arrow, right? Can we call it that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Old fashioned.
2: I agree with that.
1: And he, he points the arrow or he points you know, he points it at Allison and Asked for her to come clean and he lets go of the arrow, but surprise, he's only getting the vampire that's behind her. Will this help? You got
0: ammo with that? Marine bullets? No. Hey, where'd you get that?
1: Get back. Come
0: good with this, believe me. Oh, look, no fangs, come on. Who are you? I, 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 um.
1: Your name. Tell me your real name.
0: Um I uh no, this isn't exactly the time I had in mind. I thought
1: maybe <laughs> he sees a reflection in the security mirror and then, you know, he knows that she's not a vampire anymore. So that's that's that. We can stop arguing about that shit. Out in the street, they're overwhelmed with vampires approaching from all corners until Drago shows up and causes a distraction before being killed by the little girl. He literally just shows up to knock a couple of vampires out of the way so they can escape, and then he just gets out and just goes, "What the fuck are you?" And then this girl just flies out at him, and that's the end of him. That's exit stage left, Billy Drago. He's
4: whipping her around.
1: <laughs> She's
2: attached to
4: his wrist, and he's like, "Whoa!" No, that was earlier. Was yeah, the I- other dude.
2: Yeah, that's what I was talking about. That was the most hysterical. Yeah, part. that was that was
3: that it was, was that was the fat guy. Trying to shake
2: her
1: off. Yes. That I'm was down cracking by. me up. So, uh, where's where are we out here? Shit, 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 shit. Okay, we're no, we're in out, the sewer. Baby. We're back in the sewer again. Because they go in the <sighs> sewer, they come out of the sewer, of they go back to the sewer. Now they're back in the sewer and this is where Allison comes clean finally, talking about how she knows AJ from a game of spin the bottle when they were classmates in fifth grade or some shit. They they shared a kiss. Come on,
3: help me.
0: Keith. It's time. What? My name. I'm Allison. Allison Hicks, remember? Seaside Heights, summer vacation, fifth grade, we were in Sue Leonard's basement, we were playing spin the Bottle, and, and I spun in Atlanta on Moose, and you kind of pushed the bottle, and I didn't have to kiss him, I ended up kissing you, remember now? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you have incredible timing. Thanks. All that for that little detail.
5: What a weak payoff. <laughs> I was like waiting <laughs> for a cool expect? payoff, and uh, I get that. Were you were
1: expecting this grand reveal? I don't that makes sense. Right. More Or maybe uh yeah. Give
5: give me
4: a VC Andrews twist if you're gonna do it like
2: that. <laughs> it's
4: me, your sister. Remember? Remember
2: <laughs> me? Cause yeah, they they all the
1: town vampires go into the little catacomb area in the sewer and they, they next next to the, the gasoline next to the barrels that they just they they <laughs> Happen to kill them with because it's sitting right there. Why the hell not? It's just very convenient.
5: Well, yep. it would be either the barrels or a bad fucking storm because they're in like the sore, <laughs> the storm drain. Like if it just storm rained a lot, they'd <laughs> probably be gone too.
1: And yeah, we're at the part now where Allison gets captured by uh, Katrina and we get the standoff with the bow and arrow, not the crossbow, and shoots that thing into her mouth and then. Stinks her in the chest, knocks out. With a pipe knock, or
2: something? Yeah. Okay, just like shoves it in? This
1: pipe, yeah. And then the.
2: Like a, a knife through butter. Yes.
1: Opens up a bunch of openings because of the sunlight, and then it kills her with this gnarly, melting reverse shot of her fucking face with this black tar coming off of it in reverse. And, uh.
4: That seemed vaguely wait, and- He's underground. How is he
2: open? opening up the, the, the roof because what the was that sidewalks about of Los Angeles are made of
3: wood, it's wood. don't you
2: know <laughs> they're under
1: but then, the boardwalk
2: that's where we keep <laughs> our chud!
1: we we get our favorite scene the 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 skeleton the skeleton middle finger cuz you know she can't die peacefully she's got to flip them off as a skeleton
5: oh ed I wanted to bring this up. Did you see, like, it, it, just for a shot, you could see, like, someone's hand controlling the skeleton no way. in it. I don't know oh, if it's, like, a widescreen thing. I did
2: see that.
5: Yeah, if you go back and watch it again, it's some PA's hand or something you know, gonna... controlling the arm. Wow. Right on. Watch it again. It's for, like, one scene. That's one funny second, shit. One frame.
1: Yeah, so that happened, and then, uh, before they can escape together to the surface, Vlad appears, and, He's like, you took my Katrina. I take from you. And then AJ just shows up and forks, uh, stakes this guy from behind, and then turns out because earlier in the last, we forgot to tell, talk about what happened to AJ. He like stakes himself. He literally commits suicide. And then he says, uh, right. the 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 stake turned out to be for Micah. So I guess that's an eighty joke. I don't get. We. Is is that like an Ikea joke?
2: No. Well, what is it? It's kind of a laminate, right? It's a laminate that was popular, I think, in the 50s and 60s, 70s. Okay. It's the laminate, like, when you have a countertop and you don't
1: want to do tile. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. Right. Okay. Okay, it makes sense. But I think
4: there's still wood underneath it. I don't know why. Does it wood work?
1: Yeah, I don't know. He survived, though.
2: I mean, we've seen vampire movies where it's a metal thing through the chest, and that works, I guess. I, What's the Micah made out
1: of? I don't know. I don't know. He, he shows up to save the day, and then... What
2: if it was blessed for Micah? <laughs> that would work. That would work.
1: So then Keith and Allison climb up top, and AJ remains down in the sewers... He's like, yeah, we can make this work. I'll get a graveyard shift job and everything. You know, I'll go night school. You know, haha. So he walks underneath of them as they walk. You know, because the sewer is going to perfectly follow them up top as they walk to wherever the hell they're going.
3: Kill my Katrina. You both must die. <laughs>
0: Well, don't let everybody thank me all at once? But it... For Micah, go figure. Hi, Allison. Well, hey, relax. I'll take care of this somehow. This has been one wacky night. You're telling me? I'm going to need some new clothes here. Well, wait, where are you going? After all these years you don't trust me? I can't handle this, you know. Look, there's always night school. Hi there. Hi. And jobs? I'll, uh, I'll take a graveyard shift. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Keith? Relax,
1: I'll take care of everything. Follow us.
0: <laughs> I'm right below you, pal. Hey, you guys live in a bar or what? <laughs>
1: I do want to talk about this shot, though, because this was a cool shot, and I like how they did this. They actually pulled this off, like, they they were able to hold off traffic at, like... They, they had to set up the shot at, like, 5 in the morning or whatever, and then, like... They could only hold the traffic off until, like, a certain time. And they just got the shot with them walking as they opened up the traffic. And they just they, they kept the camera rolling. And that's how that shot, you know, with them walking and all the cars st- suddenly... You know, coming by, and suddenly the, sh- the the city wakes up. Pretty much is is the uh, insinuation there, as the film fades to black, and uh, we hear Bobby Rydell's "Volare," and uh, that's it
2: for the second time. Yeah. Well, they paid for it. Might as well exactly.
1: It, but... <laughs> so, uh... but it
2: kind of goes to that Las Vegas mafia kind of. Thing. <laughs> but but Wait. I have to tell you, AJ. Uh, before he got
4: committed uh, suicide, was trying to kill his fucking friend. And now yes. he's all, it's cool.
2: It's cool, man. I'm not going to try to kill you anymore now. Well,
1: it's they cool. did abandon him in
2: the sewer at the end of the movie. So. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. No redemption. He'll be yelling up through their toilets so. <laughs> I see you! <laughs> <laughs> like a <laughs> ghoulie
1: situation.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, that's vamp. 1986, director Richard Wink, a true classic
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you say so <laughs> the boldest statement I heard tonight <laughs>
1: alright well let's talk about the uh, the finances about this film and uh, talk box office receipts in the operational funds box, we will deposit 250,000 American dollars, you take it out We put
2: more in. I want receipts.
1: So the film came out July 18th, 1986 from New World Pictures. A nice July release. Opened up across 1104 screens. $2.1 million is what it grossed opening weekend. It opened up in 11th place. And then second weekend it dropped 53% to 16th place, grossing $1 Total gross four point nine million against the budget of three point three. You surprised by these numbers? Are you surprised people even sought out this movie when a hot summer a hot much, summer honestly. day in July of nineteen eighty six? I wasn't around. I was. I was too. Right? But you know, hey, it made money. I mean, July it's hot.
2: What people do when it's hot and they don't want to run their AC in California. They go to the
1: movies. They, go to the
2: movies they but not this they, movie. They I mean go check way.
1: out Vamp. They were too busy seeing Top Gun for the umpteenth time, probably at this at this moment. They're
2: like, ah, oh, this is Top Gun movie, but then there's that
3: Grace Jones movie. <laughs> Which one should we
4: go?
5: To? Decisions,
4: decisions.
2: Uh,
5: <laughs> does Top Gun take place in the sword? Nah, no. Nah, yeah,
2: season. screw Tom Cruise. Then, <laughs>
1: but you know, over the years, it. Slowly but surely, over various Anchor Bay and air Video releases, became a success financially. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. And now it's available
2: on TV for that's, that? that's right, Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> Justin
5: would approve.
1: Justin <laughs> would definitely approve. All right. Um. Well, those are the figures. Let's talk about what the critics had to say about this movie.
3: Oh, shit. Oh, I think there we, we can
1: go. guess. Let's take a walk through a the critics' corner <laughs> and the film.
2: What
1: did Rex Reed say? we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> It's got a 40% Rotten Tomato score based off of 10 reviews. That's a gift. Ebes. I know, that is. Ebes gave it two stars out of four, writing that there were some funny lines and the relationship between the human kid and his best pal, the vampire, is handled with a lot of original twists. But the movie finally descends, as so many films do these days, to one of those assembly line endings made up of fights and chases. I mean, Ebes, you got a point. I'm not, I'm not going to say you're wrong about that. I mean, it's really not about his friendship
4: with a vampire. It's like, yeah, Yeah.
1: it's not like, I don't know. The funny lines thing, the relation, I mean, (sighs) debatable. Very, very debatable. I'm I'm flabbergasted. He gave this two out of four, to be honest with you. Um, DJR Bruckner from the New York Times called the writing and direction weak, and the story so confused that Vamp often seems as silly as the film it tries to ridicule. Variety praised the film, though; they said it was extremely imaginative and had a very good cast, and referred to Grace Jones' dance number as an altor showstopper. Oh please! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: That's
2: ridiculous. That was a paid advertisement, <laughs> a paid <laughs> endorsement. <laughs> Money crosshands.
1: Um,
4: Wait, did you guys think this was parody? I, I mean, a parody? I mean, it was of What film are they talking about? What did they no, mean by that? No, it's not a send-up of vampire films. <laughs> it's just a vampire film that is trying to also be a comedy.
1: Yeah, it's a it's yeah. a comedy first and foremost. I feel, and that's how the filmmakers mm-hmm. went. That's you know that, that was their intention too. In fact. Chris Makepeace would not have signed the contract to do this movie if it weren't for the fact that it had some comedy <laughs> oh, in it. Shit. Come on now. Please.
5: <laughs> You're giving him way too much credit there. No, I'm
1: not. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. He's an artist, he an artist. okay? <laughs> He's bequemped. He's bequemped
2: now, just discussing this possibility.
5: He's taking calls on his fucking car phone back then. He's like, I'm turning this one down.
1: No, of course not. All right, back to the critics. <laughs> Patrick Goldstein from the LA Times wrote, Despite a few delightfully grim comic touches, um, vampire, Vamp never really captures the spirit of lightheaded horror needed to propel this kind of macabre. <laughs> Writer-director Richard Wink has a real flair for offbeat humor but we find ourselves much more enchanted by the film's kooky peripheral characters than by its imploding storyline. Sorry, I meant to read that in a straight face. Uh, The Washington Post panned the film as stupid and crude. And finally, Sid Smith from the Chicago Tribune gave the film one and a half stars out of four, writing that the laughs are strained and that many of the effects are ludicrous. The filmmakers couldn't come up with enough good plot and dialogue to fill the gaps with their little (laughs) satirical stabs. So, yeah, that's what the critics had to say. We
2: we got to read more of that review.
4: I like
1: that. So that's what they thought. (laughs) There's a
4: lot of implosion going on.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Um, Let's add to it. Let's move on to our pros and cons of the film.
2: Before I take on any job,
4: i look at it the same way as it takes to make the thing. Positive versus negative. Now, you
3: mix a little bit of this with a little bit of that, and you get a reaction.
1: All right, let's start with the pros. Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, The humor hits for me. Uh, Chris Makepeace (laughs) and Robert Wessler. Look. I'm saying this with a straight face because I mean this. I, I like their chemistry. They 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 actually like they they feel They're they feel couple. like a couple, of, of, of best friends and shit. Your, your couple. Fucking threw me off, Corey. Uh, old fashioned vampire movie that delivers the goods <laughs> <laughs> and and the lighting. Look, that I'm I'm gonna circle back to that pink and green. I I like it. I liked it with uh Scorsese and After Hours. I like it here with uh with Vamp. So, uh, those are my cons,
5: and the monsters.
1: That's right, the monsters. <laughs>
5: and the monsters.
1: Did you guys real quick?
2: And Beetlejuice. And Beetlejuice.
1: Yeah, but did you guys watch the monsters yet? Did anybody watch the monsters movie yet?
2: I watched it. Is that the Rob Zombie? Yeah. Or did he yeah. do it in the Addams Family? Who it wasn't. Yeah.
5: It wasn't terrible. I'll say that. Oh, That's a ringing okay.
2: endorsement. I, I had zero expectations. And I'm assuming you
5: like Rob Alba? Yeah, I I like some of his stuff but uh I yeah. Don't. I the, <laughs> I didn't like the trailer at all. Like it looked like a no. student film, like or a porno or something. But uh like it looked like a porno spoof, honestly. It didn't look real to me, but the the movie's not bad. I, I mean this it's not ain't really monster, the monsters. X.
2: It's not really the monsters
5: though. They're not a well,
2: they're not and, like a family. It's that's different. Gomez. I think it was told. I was like, what? Oh. First of all, there's no Gomez <laughs> in the monster. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's right. Put down the
5: crack pipe.
2: I'm just telling you, I'm disgusted by both versions because it's it, monsters and Adam's family are coming out. Oh, Where yeah, the hell fine.
5: is Uncle Fester at? that's
2: <laughs> no, great.
1: No, there's no Eddie Munster. Yeah.
2: I guess I'll be waiting for that to
1: show up on HBO Max or 2B or wherever
5: it eventually floats to the surface.
2: It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh, is it or Did it go
1: straight yeah, to video? Yeah, straight to Netflix and video. Yeah.
2: Oh. I thought it was the Munsters be- did or the, the Adams Family The Munsters.
1: Did. Well, The Adams Family is oh. uh, a Netflix series. Wednesday. Yeah, right. Wednesday. And then, well, yeah, both projects are going to be, or are, are, are straight to Netflix, actually. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. That's never good. Um. All right, Aaron, you're up. What are your pros on this movie? Do you have any pros? I should start with that question.
2: No, no, I do. Okay, good. Because good. I really like uh, the Grace Jones burlesque. I thought her costume. I thought it was so bizarre. I love that they got Keith Haring to paint. Yes. Her, and that this crazy throne is a cast of her boyfriend. I thought that was awesome. I also liked the lighting that you said, yeah. and and my, my the part I laughed out loud in was the the baby vampire stuck <laughs> to his arm and swinging it around ah, trying to knock That was off. funny. Yeah. That was those, funny. Th- that's those are my my pros. All right. I would have ju- I would have preferred to just watch an hour long Grace Jones music video.
1: <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Who wants to go next?
4: Um, uh, my pros, and it's it's rough sledding. I'll be honest with you. I I liked the nostalgia of the cast. Okay. The idea of the cast, I appreciated a great <laughs> I, deal. I'm following you because it is. It, it's like what we talked about. It's like you got Grace Jones, you got Chris Makepeace, Getty Watnabi, R- Rob Rustler, who I I I enjoyed him <laughs> in Weird Science. I enjoyed him in uh, Freddy's Revenge. Right. Um. But but the uh, the combination of flavors <laughs> didn't exactly do it for me. Uh, OK, so it's starting to become
5: a less of a pro than I
1: thought. <laughs> Very sad. Fair enough, Corey.
5: Uh, my first pro is kind of like what uh, Kevin said. I like the cast a lot. I think that's definitely it's a uh, strong suit. The film's uh, probably best quality uh, is just the characters involved um my other pro is i do like the look i appreciate the colors even though if i'm watching it and it looks like there's fucking Toxie's gonna pop out of the sword at some <laughs> point because everything looks radioactive uh but yeah i mean it looked it looked pretty cool um yeah that's pretty much it for me i don't really have any other good <laughs> yeah, stuff
3: pretty to cool say about it
1: all right, all right, we talk talking about cons now cons all right cool um Sometimes the movie gets confused whether it wants to be more of a comedy or a horror movie. I feel. Um, Gideon Watanabe just disappears from the film until it's reminded that he's still a character and we got to bring him back into the fold.
5: I thought he was dead. Yeah.
1: He just straight I up disappears for like fucking half hour solid. And, uh, he yeah,
2: had like jury duty in the middle of film yeah. or
1: something. Yeah. Um, I've always had questions about this random albino gang, but you know, whatever. (laughs) As have we all. Right. But, uh, those are my main cons though. Uh, anything else is really not, not enough for me to warrant adding to this list. So, Aaron, you can go.
2: All right. My
1: cons. Oh God.
2: Are. All right. Let's let's buckle up here. So my cons are. It's a, the the our heroes are assholes. Like and even at the beginning, they it, especially AJ, but Chris Make Make Peace gets thrown in the mix because this is his friend, so guilt by association. So historically have fraternities had a problem with finding girls to get naked at their parties. So no. So the whole thing that you're a bunch of assholes, we've ruined initiation, we're not going to do what you say, but we can get a girl to get naked here. Cool, dude, you're right in. Sigma Chi all the way. No. <laughs> they are assholes. There's nothing I like about them. Uh, I, I just can't even imagine they would ever have actually been friends. And and then you you throw in uh, Mr. Watanabe. What? What? And they they should have been... They, Dumped all together, I would have preferred somebody much more sympathetic. Uh, quite frankly, I find all the people at the strip club much more interesting than our heroes. Good. I was glad AJ get killed. Good. Text. <laughs> <laughs> they're
4: really horrible. They're really horrible to Duncan. Duncan's like, please just be my friend. And yes. they're like, nah. Okay. Please pretend to be my friend.
2: Uh They're just assholes. That's awful. I like the vampires uh, at the strip club better than them. And uh, Dee Dee Pfeiffer, oh, I love her. She was adorable. She is. And I kept thinking I knew her from somewhere. Actually, here's a weird weird story. So I had this friend from Orange County who who I swear told me that she was friends with Michelle Pfeiffer's uh, sister. And then occasionally Michelle would drop them off at school. Because she's the older sister. So before this, I said, What was the name of the sister that you went to school with? She's like, What are you talking about? I was like, God damn it, you, you told me a fucking lie 30 years ago. Now you don't remember. You told me that <laughs> you told this goddamn motherfucking story for like a thousand years. She's like, Did I tell you that? I'm like, Yes! So anyway, I thought for sure I had a uh uh, uh, Kevin Bacon, six degrees of separation with D.D. Uh, Pfeiffer but on. Not... <laughs> well, it's like River Phoenix is our cousin. My yeah. mom used to tell us. What? Yeah. I got. <laughs> I, sure. I got to hear this one. Our, our mother's maiden name is Phoenix. <laughs> okay. And she swore to us that River Phoenix was a relative because there's very few Phoenixes. But apparently, that's not really his last name. <laughs> <laughs>
4: They all changed their names.
1: I was going to yeah. say, you, River and Joaquin, they're, they're all not Phoenixes. And Kevin,
2: you remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. All right. Is that it, Kevin? Are you up?
2: Uh,
4: my I only have one con, but it's a Only biggie. one.
1: Uh, it's just a biggie.
4: Uh, I, I wrote The Comedy or Lack Thereof.
3: Question ouch. mark. my. <laughs>
4: It was now I will say there were a couple moments that I found mildly amusing. Okay. But overall, but overall, in my mind, one of the worst things in the world is a comedy that I don't think is funny. That is that is the ultimate gooch. And this is not I mean, it's really not a horror movie. It's really not. This is this is a, a comedy through and through and I just didn't find it funny enough.
2: Okay. Fair enough. I was never frightened. Let me just put that out there.
1: Except by the acting. Except <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> That's all
2: right. I'm
1: going to get PTSD
2: from
5: that. Corey. Uh, Yeah, I got uh, plenty of similar ones. Uh, The whole plot for me is my first con. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's it's a big
3: just, one, too.
5: <laughs> yeah, it it, it kind of sucks. Like The whole idea of Like, they're going into town. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. The whole premise is kind of odd to me, and then it just meanders in the middle, and I'm just like, what the hell am I watching? Uh, Yeah, so that all sucks. The humor is hit or miss. There's some good spots, but I think for the most part, I didn't find it all that funny. So uh, the humor is my second con. Uh, Let's see, what else is there? Third con? I don't know. Cinematography,
2: the directing... <laughs> Assistant director. Uh, I, would, I would say my final con
5: is like just the weird fucking albino gang. I really don't understand. It really confused the hell out of me watching this for we the first
1: time. They the- needed a role B- for B- Billy Drago. They, they had
2: to have Billy Drago, but like, the one could- chick had fangs! Can't you just
5: make him not albino? Like, I mean. Like it would have been so much less confusing to me. Uh, I I really thought they were like competing vampire. Now that I think something.
1: about it, that, right. that that chick that was like, you know, playing you know, with uh flirtatious with uh Chris Makepeace and shit. That the the you know, playing cute eyes and shit. Yeah. She's got her chompers are like the exact same ones that Grace Jones has at the end with the arrow in her mouth, it feels like.
2: Yeah, so how is she not a vampire?
1: She's just hanging. She's got jacked up questions. teeth and hangs out
4: with albinos.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I forgot to mention this I, too. It's
4: meant to be funny.
1: So yeah, these are the jokes. Richard Wink. He's the director. Like I mentioned numerous times in this episode. What does he do now? He writes a lot of fucking action movies. He has wrote the all three. There's three of them. The Equalizer films from Denzel Washington. He wrote. Equalizer, uh, equalizer, equalizer 2, though? the upcoming Equalizer 3. He's also writing Lethal Weapon 5 right now. He wrote The Expendables oh, 2. No. He wrote 16 Blocks I with Bruce Willis. He wrote The Magnificent 7. He wrote Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. And he wrote The Protégé. And he's currently writing oh, Craven the Hunter for Marvel. On. So, the director of be
4: clear... Oh, no. He did not not the original Magnificent Seven. No. The one with Chris Pratt from a couple <laughs> yes, of years ago. Yeah, The twenty
1: sixteen variety.
4: Whamp whamp.
1: Mm-mm. So yeah. Just wanted to throw that out there. I don't know why. So um Corey, that was your last concert, and then we can move on to yep. modern cancellations. Someone
3: just, got Someone, just got
1: Someone just got canceled. Someone just got canceled. Someone just got canceled. I wonder what they did. Ooh. So, who gets canceled by today's cancel culture? I'm not going for us on this one. Uh, I, okay, I will. Fuck it. Uh, Duncan. I wrote Duncan down because he has no limits and has trouble reading the room, much like other people in this movie. Um,. Yeah, I got nothing. That's all. That's all I got. This this one is this is one of those verses. This, this is one of those you can just pretty much pick anybody out of the hat because everyone in this film is yeah. not really the best person.
2: Yep. So they're they're all pretty yeah. problematic. AJ, I'm gonna go get <laughs> naked women to present in front of you <laughs> so you'll let me into your club that I don't want to be a member of anyway. Cancel. Absolutely. I
4: mean, it, it's Fred, Fred douchebags going to town to get strippers.
2: Cancel. They're, they're out <laughs> douching the douche. That's what I'm saying. Cancel. <laughs> Cancel. All right. Cancel. Ethan.
1: Fair enough. Um, we just chalk that up as a social cancellation. Um,
2: <laughs> <let's>, social disease.
1: <laughs> uh, let's do Mulligan moment.
0: If you had to do it all over again. Would you make the same choices? So,
1: if I could change one thing about this movie, I'd actually do something with Billy Drago and this fucking Mean Street posse of albinos, because after that scene at the diner where they're introduced, like, it, it, I, like, we've discussed this entire episode, so many questions, um... Yeah, that's, that's the one thing, I'm, I'm sure there's others, but that's the one thing that comes to mind that I would change first and foremost if I had the tools to change one thing about this movie. It's I, I would do something with that fucking group.
3: Well, if, if they're not Dragos, albinos?
2: Huh?
1: What, what
2: if he was Grace Jones's boyfriend? out on the prowl looking for fresh blood. That would have been a much better idea than what
1: they came up with in this movie because you would think that that's kind of what the role is. See, you get the impression that they're like all together somehow, but then this little vampire girl comes out of nowhere and just destroys that fucking idea. She just shoots that shit down real quick, you know?
4: Well, if they're not albinos, I don't think there's any confusion. It's the okay, fact first that they're all
2: albinos. Happy albinos are
3: black, so I'm not sure how they're all. Okay, albinos. all but <laughs> you,
2: you, all the
4: white guys. The women are African American. The dudes are all albinos. Yes. Which I don't. I mean, are they all related? It's I ebony mean, ivory, baby. It's absolutely ebony It's like ivory. the the live together.
1: It's like the <laughs> albino hangout from southern <laughs> South LA albinos. The, the name of the group.
4: Mm. Absolutely. There's a huge albino population. The in
2: albino LA. <laughs>
3: <There's> <laughs> Albino
2: <crop. laughs> oh, nah. That's
1: correct. All right. Um, Cancel. <laughs> and what would you change?
2: <laughs> I would have uh, Grace Jones uh, speak. Okay. I, I, I agree with you about the uh, albino people. They should have some kind of connection. Yes. It, I found it super irritating that she wasn't talking. I was like, "Oh, so she's just here to be freaky? Is that is that what it is? And right. it's all the men. The men have the role in the entire movie, right. and she's just there to be.
4: She's just a thing, basically. She's a thing,
2: yeah. Right. So, uh, uh, I mean, how do how do we fix it? Yeah, you would have you would have to have a relationship. I I still like the old Vegas guys. I like those, and I don't know how do you work in the, these two guys into this other story. I don't get it. I
1: don't know. I mean, don't necessarily think about it on the spot. It's 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 one of those things, right? I I get what you're saying. Um,
2: if you get rid of the fraternity. How do you work these guys into a strip club? It could be a bachelor party gone wrong instead of the stupid thing like we're gonna be a stripper for the for the frat.
1: They could be on the run from the police, like some other movies. Aha. Uh-huh. Um Right. Yeah.
3: They
2: had like seven dollars when they went to go find the stripper. <laughs> they were like counting quarters. So I don't, were, they, I don't know what they're. I don't know what they're They were going to
1: find one of them strippers out, you know, act pro bono and shit, you know. <laughs> like,
4: like
2: Did they have a coupon or, they, or what was going on? You always had the coops.
1: You always got to have the coops. A tin can on the intersection, you know. <laughs> uh, Kev, what would you change about the film?
4: Um, we kind of talked about this earlier. You got to give Duncan more to do. I mean, he he basically has some jokes in the car ride, right? Has a couple jokes sitting at the at the stage, I guess, and that's basically it. And then he's out of the movie for I swear to God, forty five minutes. Yeah,
1: You're not wrong.
4: It's like why is he even there, right? And
2: he's their star. And then they did they got him and didn't know what to do with
1: him. Yeah. I mean,
2: right? He did not read for this role. He did not audition. No. Side unseen,
4: just rolls yeah. in, ready to rock.
1: Gong ho, baby.
4: He's that's just right.
1: my
2: sound. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly correct. <laughs>
1: now I I see what you're saying though, and I I actually agree with that. You know, give him something, anything, than this. You know, or some anything. or something more. You know, because he could definitely played a part in this overall plot some way. Somehow, I'm sure if you would have thought really long and hard I mean, about it. He doesn't
2: it. always have to be long duck gong. He could actually have played this straight, and it might have been
1: funnier. Agreed. That's yeah. true, too. So, all right, Corey, how about you? What would you change?
5: Uh, I would change a large portion of the show. <laughs> <laughs> how long's your show?
2: First of all, there'd be no strip club, no college, just vampires. No
5: yeah, Christmas yeah, vampires. <laughs> Now I would change the whole middle section. I don't need to see the fucking wacky vampire hotel. I don't need to see a tour of the fucking city sewer systems. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I don't. I don't really appreciate the whole middle. Like the beginning had me. I was like, oh, okay, this is. I'm. I'm vibing with this at the beginning. You know, the guys are kind of douchebags, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Like uh, I'm enjoying it. And the ending wasn't terrible. I mean, it wasn't great, but the whole middle, I'm. I was just bored. Honestly, I was just like. Looking at my phone, doing whatever else, like it just it didn't interest me that much. So, put something else in there. I don't need to see like the weird. I mean, the weird vampire girl was probably the only thing I really remember of the whole middle, where she's like attached to the guy's arm. That, that was the only standout <laughs> part.
2: wouldn't that be the best world. Halloween costume? You just dress regularly and just have like this doll latched on your arm, just fling your arm around <laughs> all night long. <laughs> God yeah, damn just it. get off of me
5: just working out to have something more interesting happening. And yeah, that that's pretty much mine. I I I don't usually do that where I'm like, I change a third of the movie, but I think that's what it really needs bad. All
1: right. We can now talk about what everyone's favorite parts were, even though I'm pretty sure at one point we've all went through what our favorite parts are of this movie. Uh, finger licking good.
0: Finger licking good.
1: Uh, for me, um, I'm, I'm on the same island as Aaron. That 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 dance scene, uh, is just so good. Um, just uh, I don't know about the way I don't, I don't know about the whole thing. Even I'm I'm literally speechless. No, you you know there's like there's goofy things about it. It's not you know it's not a fucking home run, but it's it's enough. It's it's enough to warrant my attention and, um, throughout. I mean, because it's a whole performance. It's a whole number. Um, and I love the artistic, uh, direction behind it. The, the, the creative choices that were put into it. Um, so yeah. The, the more I think about it, that I mean, I could have easily sat here and said, you know, anytime Sid Obsessed over LR Vegas, which, don't get me wrong, I I love, but... There's just something about this number that she does that's just different and unique and stylish. And yeah. So you're up, Aaron.
2: Well, I wonder too how much, because I'm going to talk about the same scene. I wonder how much did she ha- cause all this to happen? Is she the one who reached out to Keith Herring? Because it doesn't seem like the rest of the production value would have thought of that. You know what I mean? I just right. I know part of this uh, grace is we're gonna do a cast of, of your boyfriend's body. It just seems like she put all of that together. Oh yeah, she already had
1: that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's what had. I'm saying.
2: She put all of this together. So she set it up. She did the dance. She she had it painted. I mean, that was all her. So the best part of the movie is the part that they had nothing to do with except to say you're
4: going to have a dance a little bit here. Yeah. Oh, no question. No yeah. question. This is my favorite scene as well. For, for just, <laughs> because you know they just turned on the cameras and it's Grace like, well, said, yeah. I got this. Yeah, I got this. I'm, I'm bringing my own costumes, my own props. And my favorite people. thing about it, my, my own people, my own body. Yeah, my, people doing my makeup, my body makeup, everything. I love those scenes where there's like this grand performance. Then they cut to the audience and the actors are like, am I supposed to love this? I get de- a standing ovation, I guess. What do you think? Yo, yeah, good job. And <laughs> Rob Russell in the back is like, oh yeah, she's the one. She's the one out of all. What happened to hard hat Hannah? Grab her. She did,
2: she knows what she was doing. I'm not into the interpretive dance. I mean. Yeah, those frat anyway. boys are going to want to see Grace, Grace Jones who did Who never got <laughs> naked? Although I'm not sure how much clothes she had on, uh, but that's the, what they're going to want to see at, at their cater.
1: No, <laughs> she's definitely naked through those grills. Uh, it,
2: through it's through the springs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, Corey. I
2: was just that that would also be a funny Halloween costume. You just have a bodysuit with just yes. like the hoarding going around there, like woo. <laughs>
1: That's funny. Corey?
5: Yeah, mine isn't the Thundercats dance scene. That isn't my favorite scene. I uh think mine... we
2: should call it that though. <laughs> from now on, it's the, the Thundercats, Thundercats dance. dance number.
3: Absolutely.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh my favorite scene is the AJ death scene. I think that's uh where she shines. I like the whole yeah, it's just very erotic. I like how she takes control. I love the makeup there. Uh, the toenails is a nice touch I don't know why it's in there but it's pretty hilarious so. well, a lot of men
2: have that kind of fetish
5: yeah like that whole sequence played out exactly the way I kind of imagined it like going into this movie that's, that, that's what I thought I was going to get and it, it delivered so yeah that whole uh, scene for me is definitely the highlight
1: alright then let's move on to the next category like this try that pretty sure that we all had the same answer um unless we were thinking outside the box because my answer for this is from dusk till dawn this is literally the the same exact movie like through and through for the most part
5: yeah just instead of like a college buddy movie running into you a vampire just uh, uh hold up on the run movie <laughs> running into vampires yeah
1: you know it's you
5: and the and one's good though. That's the other big difference. One's actually <laughs> I good. I love
1: from
2: oh. *Death Till Dawn*. I, I love that movie.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Me too. Um, so yeah, just for that reason, we gotta cover that film soon. So yeah, from *Death Till Dawn*.
4: We do as well. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I, I saw those connections, but there was a different movie. Go for it. That, that I saw that. It's called *Tales from the Crypt: Bordello oh.
3: of Blood*. Oh. <laughs> why did i think the, of that? And it's
4: almost and it almost seems like because they're kind of same quality you know what oh, i mean yeah. overall oh, yeah. and chris yeah, sarana's both, in it
5: they both suck yeah, so <laughs> yeah that makes
3: sense.
4: but it's, it's that kind of thing where you see uh, you know there was like the the uh the bondage vampire i mean she could have come directly from <laughs> bordello One. Yeah. i mean it's that same kind of thing and you got you got Corey Haim, or should me, uh, Corey Feldman's in that one. You got Chris Sarandon is in that one. It's like an all-star cast of crazy. You need that, uh, you need that
1: caretaker people. who's like, come to the Cunningham Wake or something like that or ask for the Cunningham, the Cunningham wake. wake. Yeah. Yep. I know a now place Dennis not Miller. too far from here.
2: I like Dennis Miller.
5: You know, it it's funny you bring uh, Bordello Blood up because I think they could have learned something from this movie in Vamp because they gave Angela Everhart way too many fucking lines in that movie. So I think they could have learned from Vamp and be like, ah, let's because call Grace she was Jones, just not have because her
1: talk. she was dating uh, engaged to Stallone at the time, and Stallone was in the same area. <laughs>
5: Divorced before they were like split before the movie was done. Yeah, well,
1: she was dating or they were they were t- together. That the whole I love that story of how she got involved in Model Blood. The fact that she was engaged to Stallone and Stallone was up that way filming Assassins for Warner Brothers. One of the producers, Gil Adler, was one of the guys who does the the Tales from the Crypt stuff, and Stallone's like yo. About my girl, put her in your movie. And It's like he pretty much got conned into doing that, and that's how <laughs> she pretty much got that role. Was from Stallone just saying, "Hey, don't you think Angie will be a good addition to your movie?" It's like, yeah, but you're asking for her to be the lead villain of a horror movie. What do you think that right. you could do it? So yeah, that's how she got involved. So pretty much, she he should have put her in an She class. got strong armed into it. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then I think after that, either yeah, after that, she was dating Joe Pesci. So, yeah, that happened. Oh sweet Jesus.
3: What From one extreme oh, to
1: another. You leave
3: Stallone. Heaven.
1: Go to Pesci. So um Okay. Aaron. Oh no,
2: here we go. And this is based once again only on Grace Jones. I, I again have the hunger. Okay, that's 80, fine. Dialized, yeah. Five.
1: Nice, I like it, Corey.
5: No, mine was the same as yours. Uh, From Dust Till Dawn, that was like instantly what I thought of. I, I mean, the similarities are uh, too close, and just like the feel of the whole movie mm. uh, is really close. But yeah, I, I love uh, From Dust Till Dawn. I mean, I it always stuck in my head the the whole Cheech uh, Marin at the beginning, like <laughs> like we got all Which kinds role? of pussy. Like I just think of that. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, I know multiple ones, but out when he's, you know, advertising at the beginning, yeah. you know, all the different flavors they have, per se. Um, and I always had a crush on Selma Hayek, so I just love that oh, whole uh, dance.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: all right, fair enough. Let's move on then until we got a couple more categories. Ooh, movie MVP.
2: All right, now, you might think I'm a little biased, but I take my job as a presenter very seriously. I will show no favoritism. I am here to honor excellence the most valuable player is?
1: Um, this is a no-brainer. Grace Jones for me. Uh, followed by Make Peace as a runner-up. But definitely, um, I think the MVP of this movie is absolutely Grace Jones. Don't really think it could be anybody else, but let's hear what you guys have to say.
2: We're only watching this movie because
1: of Grace Jones. <laughs> All right.
2: Boom.
4: I mean, I I can see why you guys would say that. Uh, um, and I, I look, she is absolutely the driving force. But the issue, like we talked about, is it's like they she doesn't speak.
3: You know, she big. she's
4: less of a uh, uh, of a Dracula type and more of like the creature in the dungeon, like a castle freak or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> castle uh,
2: freak. I haven't
4: seen that in a hundred years. Um. Uh, I'm going. I'm going off the reservation. I'm going with Dee Dee Pfeiffer, who was that's a revelation.
2: Me, you think
4: she's hot? A revelation. There she go. was a. She was a revelation. She absolutely <laughs> was. Because it's you're with her and Chris Makepeace. Who you're like? I don't care if you die, Chris Makepeace. As long as Dee Dee Pfeiffer lives, that's all I care about. There
3: we
1: go. All right. Who's up? Uh,
5: me. So yeah, I mean. I mean, there's really only one answer, I guess. I mean, why would... And that's what everybody comes for is Grace Jones. So obviously, yeah, she was great. Like, I actually don't mind the not talking thing. I think she's kind of like ancient and more animalistic in that way. So it didn't necessarily bother me. I I think it was fine. But also, I want to throw an honorable mention in there for Sandy Baron. I just love him as Vic in this. Like, he just looks like he's having fun, like, as he's announcing... All the different uh, strippers. I, I just love all the different names and I agree. explanations. Like I, like the construction girl. He's like he's the she's the builder of big erections. Like I just love <laughs> like some of his lines in there. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny, and I just love the Vegas. Like every time someone mentions Vegas, he lights yes. up. So yeah, he stood out to me. It, I was just watching, and I was like, I love him on Seinfeld. I love him
2: here. I so. appreciate his work here too. Candy, he can not annoy
1: She'll me. melt in your mouth and in your hands. <laughs> alright um let's see you know what this movie's well we can do it fuck it let's do R.I.P.
3: rest in
1: peace alright favorite death scene favorite death scene favorite death scene not really much to choose from in this movie um does A.J. count cause if A.J. counts then 100% it's A.J. Since he gets turned and all that, yeah, fuck it. You know what? By rules, AJ. That's my answer. Um, for reasons that we pretty much already talked about more than once this episode. So, um, yeah, that's that's my favorite death scene in this movie is AJ's.
2: Which of his death scenes was that? I was uh, just
3: gonna
4: say that getting killed by Grace or by the formica or. No,
1: I, I, I remember, I'm of course I'm referring to the Grace Jones scene. That's what I. That's what I meant. <laughs> So, yeah, the formica. <laughs> uh,
2: my God, when the formica went in, I felt it.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, oh, that one time, that formica steak dismissed my heart completely. Now. All right, Aaron, you're up. Although, now, now in retrospect...
2: I kinda
1: like the old guys in the strip club as the place is burning and they're just kind of Yeah, the flames. Going out there, right? That's a good one. I like
4: that. not right, Kev. I I thought about uh the Grace Jones killing uh AJ scene, but the scene that, that I appreciated the most was when Duncan uh Catches fire in the back of the car. And he's just his reaction is just like, ah damn. Yes.
1: He's like, oh. He's <laughs> just
4: he's like, hey, uh,
5: I guess I'm dying.
1: <laughs> I found it hilarious. That's funny. Court.
5: Yeah, I mean, I mentioned my favorite scene was the AJ Death scene, but I- I'm gonna throw something else in there. I-, I like uh, you know, like the final showdown. I just like it because you know, Keith, Chris Makepeace is literally knocking the floorboards out of fucking L.A. or wherever they're at. Like, I, (laughs) it is just so ridiculous but funny to me. So, you know, the Grace Jones death and the fact that at the end I saw the guy's hand holding, like, the skeleton arm as it's given the middle finger even just for a scene uh, was just hilarious and memorable. But yeah, that like, I mean, who hasn't been in a store and there's floorboards apparently or something? I don't know. So it was kind of funny to me.
1: Let's move on to the final category, then. The final effect treatment.
2: Ow. On a scale of one... To, Ow! On a scale... Ah. On a scale... No. On a scale of one to ten... <laughs> on a scale of one to ten... Give me the damn veggies. What do you think?
1: Alright. Three and a half stars. Vamp isn't your average 80s vampire film. It's one that takes chances and features some unique visuals. Of all the vampire films from this decade, Vamp is... A unique one, to say the least. It's like that little engine that could, I guess you could say, or or not. But anyway, at the end of the day, Richard Wink takes chances in, in making this and turning it into the, the, the horror-comedy hybrid that it is, even though, yes, it's more of a comedy than a horror film. 100% I agree on that. Um, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. It's just a, a personal favorite of mine. There's just some movies that we can't explain. Vamp is one of those films that I just cannot fully explain. So yeah, three three and a half stars though out of five is my final rating for it. Um all right, Aaron, how about you?
3: Aaron?
4: I think you're muted, Aaron. I
1: thought so too. I was like, I see her moving around, but I don't hear her. <laughs> Uh <laughs> she's
4: she's speechless ladies and gentlemen <laughs> go to your settings
1: text it and show it to us and we'll read it <laughs> we'll read it we'll ta- we will speak for you aaron
4: she's like i'll take it off the air click on your your microphone and see what you're set yeah, up click for the mic Hmm. (laughs) We're having technical difficulties. Peace. (laughs) As in Chris Chris make make peace.
3: peace? (laughs) 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 Ah! Turn this into
4: charades. (laughs) This This is good pod. It's an audio medium.
1: Oh yeah, it happens.
4: Don't I know it? One <laughs> out of a hundred thousand <laughs> or a million. Maybe I still don't know how to count.
1: That's her that's yes. final rating. Yep. Thumbs up. All right, Kev.
4: <sighs> I gave it a 10 on a scale of one to a million. No, uh, <laughs> no, I, you know what? I, I, it's a comedy that isn't quite funny enough. That's okay. That's fair. Um, that's, that's really what it comes down to. I gave it 2 out of 5. Uh it is not an abject train wreck. Uh it's not a full-blown dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Um but it, it's I I think it's best described as forgettable.
3: Yeah. Yes. Boom.
4: Hey, oh, she's
2: back. Who knows.
1: Wow. Okay. Forgettable.
2: Yes. Eh, fair enough.
1: No offense. No, I know you no, love no. It. Believe me. I'm I, I'm I. Hey, my feelings are my feelings. Everyone's different. Film is subjective. That's it all the time. Corey, you're up.
5: Yeah, my rating is going to be the same two out of five. Uh, It's OK. I, I think this movie would be aided for me if I had nostalgia for it, like if I had seen it when I was younger and enjoyed it then, which obviously I don't have any kind of connection like you do, Ed. Uh, so I'm just watching it, you know, from today's fresh eyes, and it's just yeah. Too there's a there's some stuff that's funny. Like I, the two lead guys are good together, even though you know they're not necessarily the most likable, uh, per se. But uh, you know they, they bounce off each other fairly well. I buy them as like a, uh, you know, like friend couple. I guess like they're always together in school and all that. So that was pretty good. Like the first third of the movie, I was actually thinking it was going to be a lot better, and then. Yeah, the rest of the movie kind of happens. Uh, you know, it was it was it was pretty good overall. Like it, you know, it if somebody's a sucker for like eighties and vampires, I mean, I guess it'd be like, why haven't you seen this yet? You know, but uh if somebody hadn't, I'd be like, Yeah, check it out, sure, it's not bad. I mean, it was just one I've always passed over. Like I remember seeing the box, like when I'd be at the video store with like the lipstick one. Right. I'm just like, it doesn't I don't know, it doesn't look appealing to me. Like back then, it just it never got the rental. I just never saw it. So I just don't have that connection. So, yeah, maybe it's just you two have out of five.
2: like ESP or something, and, and you just sensed that you needed to avoid that and you should have just gone with that.
5: Now, I skipped that and rented the ice cream man with Clint Howard. <laughs> so I had terrible
3: fucking instincts. Uh,
2: Howard. Woo. Man. That's a deep cut. Good stuff.
1: That's great. All right. Well, then. I guess this episode's been sponsored by the city of Las Vegas. See why Vic was so in awe over Vegas when you booked your next journey today? Yes, Vic, they really do do that in Vegas.
2: As always, this is not a real sponsorship, rather more of
1: a faux sponsorship. It's a harmless comedy bit and isn't meant to be ever taken seriously. Relax, these are the jokes. And uh, sadly, this is going to be the end of our little vamp deep dive. The film that, well, it gets, it gets the full film effects civil approval from my point of view, but everyone else questionable. That's okay though. Either way, one down, many more to follow. Check out our ever collection of previous episodes on your podcast service of choice or over at the film Please like subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, tic- uh, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. all that shit. We always talk about all links in the episode notes. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so by email, at gmail.com, or just shoot us a message on Twitter or Facebook. It's the best way to get a hold of us. Don't forget to uh, check out all the episodes from last year's Harathon if you haven't already as we're currently going through this year's Harathon. And um, before we go, I would just, or we, would like to take the time to thank Kevin and Aaron from the podcast, They Wouldn't Die, for joining us For our vamp episode, we didn't really get to introduce you guys at the the top of the episode. I just realized that we just kind of brought you guys in, you know. You guys just went coming in hot, you know. So now that I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm I'm being, I blame you. It's all my fault. My bad. Um, no. First and foremost, I hope you two enjoyed your time with us for this episode today. Regardless of your opinions,
4: absolutely.
1: So, um, thanks for having us. No, thanks for coming on. This was really fun. Um, I, I, I yeah, had a really fun, good guys. time Thank laughing you. Thank you. more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was fun, but before we hang up, why don't you two take a minute, plug your show, tell all the listeners where they can find you guys. And yeah, we're the podcast that wouldn't die. We
4: discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics from the horror and sci-fi genres with a comedic twist. We hope uh we are on <laughs> we're on uh facebook we're on twitter we're now on uh instagram and
2: uh tiktok yeah okay, we've been on instagram for like a year and a half but we okay. are now on the ticker talker
1: yeah we're on there too we're on apple I'm podcast
4: <laughs> we're all still learning it uh we're on apple podcast spotify anywhere the finer podcasts are available good times
2: Good show. Soon Kevin we'll put it on the Snapchat and the Twitch, right? People still
1: use Snapchat. (laughs) Grinder. Yeah, (laughs) grinder. 4chan. Yeah.
2: (laughs)
4: Tinder.
1: You know, it's all (laughs) two episodes dropping on 4chan. I love it. Uh.
5: I I just want to say I listened to your guys' child's play episode, like the latest episode as we're recording this and uh it was just interesting hearing because like ed and i you know grew up with that movie and we have like such a soft spot it's just funny here you two. I, I like i loved aaron's uh 30 second plot synopsis <laughs> of it of like hearing about like a six-year-old going to a crack den in chicago like
3: that's
1: great like, that was a funny ass episode
5: yeah you, you missed your calling writing like the plot synopsis for like VHS and DVD box art because I would totally like watch any movie that, that like describes itself
2: like that. Point of us having a podcast, we're waiting for Hollywood to knock on our door.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we may be waiting a while. Oh man! Speaking of which, Kevin, check out Child's Play two.
4: I'm definitely going to.
1: All right. Well, in the meantime, thank you all for listening, and until next time, I'm Ed.
2: Oh, Aaron
1: and Kevin <laughs> and Corey.
2: <laughs> I have like not well. been drinking. I just want to put that out
1: there. It's a well-oiled machine, ladies and
2: gentlemen.
1: <laughs> and this has been <laughs> Halloween Horrorthon Two Dead by Pod on the Thumb Effect Podcast. We'll be back again real soon. Take care now. Bye bye.
3: Bye.
5: Bye everybody. <laughs>